This latest episode of Press Podge Radio is actually not brought to you by any sort of special entity or advertisement this week. No, this week uh, we want to actually pay tribute to quite possibly the website enthusiast force that yeah, I'll fucking say it right here and now. It's the reason why Press Pause Radio came to be. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it before, and we have done some tributes before from certain other tragedies that uh, occurred in the past, but one of... It's still my favorite. I mean, I still go there. I don't blog there anymore just because I feel like the community kind of shuttered itself into weird areas, and we all migrated different ways, but one up's coming to an end, and it's really sad yeah i mean it's and you know and like you said we kind of migrated i mean you know now that we're writing on the site and doing things on the site that's kind of how it all evolved but that's where it all started i mean i i would have known you as a person or sayer at all like i would never met any one of you guys if it hadn't been for one up i mean it wasn't just really a site for news because let's be honest there was a lot of sites out there that got their news and got the info a lot quicker one up was just based on more you know, writing about pieces that, you know, opinion pieces and, and things about gaming that I think that we kind of, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like we're, you know, anything great, but I do feel like we are kind of like, kind of spiritually simulating that. Like, like, yeah, because I mean, we'll write about things that you don't necessarily see about on other sites, like, you know, game collecting and, you know, and like, you know, niche things in, in the industry that you don't really hear about a lot. And I think One Up was the first site that really focused on that, like, you know, Retronauts and, um, you know, even back to like the One Up FM guys, like a lot of the stuff they were talking about, a lot of stuff they were doing um, was kind of just, you know, a niche thing that no one was really getting into. I mean, hell, when they started doing podcasts, they were kind of one of the first sites to really start doing it. And Dude. then it kind of evolved and it became this huge thing. But they were the first ones to really kind of innovate on that. Um, but yeah, I would have never had the opportunity to meet either one of you guys if it had not been for that site. And granted, I didn't yeah. write as much as you guys did and I didn't contribute as much as you guys did, but I still felt like I was a part of that community. And that's the good thing about it. You never felt like you were outcasted. Like you were always a part of it. Like regardless of how much you, how much you put into it or how much you contributed, you still felt like you were a part of something. And that's, you don't get that a lot of places. And to that end, oneup.com really felt like uh, it truly was more than any other site, uh, a place where gamers really could call home. They had their own, really their own rooms, so to speak. And you could invite somebody over to see exactly what you were about. You know, show off your collection. You, you had uh, almost an unlimited amount of style that you could put into what you contributed to the site as a whole. So it kept things from getting stale for a very, very long time. I remember, oh, God, my cat. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cat was very upset. <laughs> I know. God damn it. I just... I, and the site just slowly evolved, and even then, I mean, when when we had shows and we had the one-up show, there was just so much personality that you can honestly you couldn't find anywhere in both its staff, its work, and the community. Things from, like, the anatomically correct Sonic the Hedgehog suit from GFW Radio to fucking listening to Scott Sharkey and Shane Bettenhausen just fucking maul each other in Retronauts or even just... James Milky, like when he took over during the time uh, before the One Up Apocalypse that took place in 2009, and all the special One Up Presents features. I mean, that's a site that always labored towards trying to provide the most that it can in terms of charisma, charm, and just trying to like pretty much we're not we're not trying to be the best at at showering you with updates or news. We're just trying to do it with our own spin, and it worked. 
And I don't think, I think everybody will be hard pressed to find a site like it that will do, that'll do that. Um, I don't know, man. It's that, that's not going to be a hole that can just be filled. That's, uh, it's just really heartbreaking. Like I, I know one ups kind of, you know, slightly eroded into something that's a, not to the extent of what it formerly was, but fuck, dude, it still had Jose Otero, Jer- Jeremy Parrish, of course, Bob Mackie. I mean, there are still personalities there that that still did a lot with the site in the last couple of years, and I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of like how uh, you know James Milky was about EGM right before the end. Like you kind of knew eventually it wasn't going to last, but. They actually, you know, did contribute and do things that you normally don't see just because they knew, like, it was still an important outlet, you know, regardless of, you know, if there's other sites that are doing things that are seen everywhere else, they do it because, it's, you know, the popular thing to do or it's a thing that's going to get you hits. It's gonna, you know, that's the thing that about 1UP I enjoyed. Like, it was never, I mean, it should have been about the hits. They should have been trying their best to keep the site going, but it really was about, you know, sacrificing the amount of hits they get and, and the, the attention they get for you know the articles that really mattered and 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 the information that really mattered um and you kind of mentioned personalities that's kind of something i go back to you know when i kind of first started really getting into video games not just being like you know the enthusiast like you know wanting to just play the games like i wanted to be and know about the industry as a whole that's kind of the first site that introduced that because there were people that were writing but you got to know the people behind the writing like you know you got to see the people on the one-up show and they were a personality in some way, but they never were really conceited about it. They never, you know, made it seem like they were better than anyone else. They were just people, just like you and me. And, you know, they, they were just, they had an opinion and they, they were able to, to address it. And, you know, had it not been for that, I don't think I would have taken such an interest in, in gaming and wanting to go to conventions and wanting to look at other aspects of gaming other than just what I'm seeing in front of my screen when I'm playing. And, you know, I, I wish more sites would have taken those risks, but... You know, this is kind of ultimately what happens when you do that sort of thing. But, you know, I have all the respect in the world for the people that have come through those doors and have done that because it does pave the way for others. And, you know, I don't think I'd ever want to be in the industry industry, but I know there's a lot of people that work on our site that do. And, you know, if it weren't for that, I don't think they would have a chance in the world, honestly. So, you know, all the respect in the world to the people that did it. And I hope the ones that are affected by this kind of, you know, can get back on their feet. I know they have all the talent in the world, so they can definitely do it. Um, But, yeah, it's... It is a sad thing, ultimately, but it, it leaves quite a legacy behind it. Fuck, dude, The Verge's got so much money. Polygon, work your magic. Just do it. <laughs> Branch Shit, off. Man. You can do it. That's right. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> from Luke Smith shouting, shut the fuck up to Ryan O'Donnell and Shane, to Dennis Dyack ripping into Dan's shoe like a wet tissue, I mean, no other site will ever capitalize on, like, just all the fucking moments that will always live on and... I, you know, I really want to wish the best of luck to everyone there who can who can bring that charm and charisma that they still found a way to pump into one up on their future endeavors. And until then, you know, I I just one up was our home, and I'm glad we're able to do what we do now for PPR. But to all of those who listen or read PPR. If you've never even looked at one up, go visit while you can, download the podcasts while you can, and you know, witness the site. In fact, you know You'll even hear me in retro nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do do what you can. 
And uh, also, I guess, for those of you who always wanted to experience the community aspect that you always famously heard about on 1UP, I guess they all migrated over to Pixelbit, which you guys can it's check a, out. It's a pretty decent site so far. I've already signed up myself, and uh, they're, they're actually actively working on making it more... Uh, more like one up, so that people that are coming over aren't uh, experiencing too much culture shock. <laughs> yeah, they, so. they they kind of address that. I don't know. It's just yeah. that out of all out of all the website, it was just a really weird website of choice to pick. But yeah. they already kind of had a blog system uh, system anyway. Exactly, so. and I mean a lot of them were like X one up too, right? So, but uh, what's it, interesting is that it's actually a quote unquote mom and pop site, so it's probably best to uh, to help out the little guys anyway. Yeah, yeah. Being as we're one of those guys, so yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to think of this as like a, a pitch or you know some way to kind of capitalize on all this, but I will say you know if if so, for some reason someone's listening to the show or finds us through all this, you know, because a, a lot of you guys are kind of alumni from that site, or you know we we've had people on the show in the past like Milky and Shane and you know people like that. Um, if you do you know listen to the show or you're on the site, like. You know, we're, we're a great community and we'd love to have everyone involved and be a part of it in any way they can. You know, it's maybe not as robust as 1UP was. You know, you can't really ever live up to that. But, I mean, we don't, we, we're all about having a community. So if you guys want to hang out, talk, play games, contribute, like we're, we're always willing to have you be a part of it. Just stick around. Yeah. It's a nice, comfortable we have place. This brand, we have this brand new forum, Small Stain. Yeah, we've got forums, we've got comments, we've got dick pics, y'all. Fucking come on in. Uh, check it out, man. We won't scare you off, I promise. Well, maybe we will. Yeah, we probably will. But, yeah. <laughs> one up. I just want to stay at home all day and play my video games. Oh, sad. It is, but mm. y'all love it. Love it something good. On to the show. everybody this is press pause radio episode 71 uh we're all happy now no more sadness yeah we're gonna we're gonna shutter that sadness away tuck it uh, away and never talk about it and never acknowledge it and just no, wait till dude, it blows up what if <laughs> just what if sam kennedy just fell into a fucking fucking like an ass load of money like so much money and he just pulls like a steve back. harris he pulls a steve harris and he fucking buys the one-up name and then he relaunches it and then he tries to get people to be a part of it, but everybody doesn't really know about it or remember it or thinks it's still dead. Kind of like EGM. <laughs> yeah. It, but it I still, love EGM, I just, though. I just, <laughs> dude, I, I really like what they've been doing with new EGM. I don't know why everybody's talking shit, but I honestly really do, like, I enjoy it. I liked it when it was digital, but then they got rid of the digital app. They got rid of digital and they're doing bi-monthly. But hey, man, you sometimes you got to do what you got to do to yeah. stay, stay atop but. Gotta do what you gotta do. And dude, our, our buddy Sadoshi is like a fucking writer at EGM. He's gonna come on the show sooner or later. We're just trying to find out when, but he's definitely gonna fucking hang out of this at GDC and PAX East. Sick. Just so we can get all the extra voices that we can. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm still like, dude, we're just now, we're coming up on March, and I'm just like, fuck. 
time, big time. So much to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, never, never really truly prepared. Fuck no. No. And then, and Sean, Sean just like, <laughs> oh man, GDC is gonna be fucking fun. Oh, dude, that's gonna, oh, we're, that's gonna break Sean. I just, I know it is. <laughs> it's gonna breaking fu- Sean. That'll be a segment on the show. Straight up. Oh man. Anyway, fine. He can handle it. I have faith. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you're listening to Press Podge Radio. As I mentioned, episode seventy-one. Yours truly, Georgie Boy Zach's with me to my left. We have the uh, soured yet oh so humble host of the show, Sarah. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing. There you go. See, it's it's He's like uh, he just. Straight up, middle of the road. Yep. Everything that I just said. He's <laughs> fucking. He's a charmer. Yeah, I try to be. And, mm-hmm. and to my right, oh. god damn it! And to my right, I have uh, my my favorite little fucking my buddy. Uh, my uh, get that falsetto a little higher there, George. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I, I want to see it. <laughs> he, he's he's my choking buddy. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. Ever oh since god damn episode. it! <laughs> oh, shit, man. I'll have a lot of stuff to live down now. Uh, That's right. okay. It's for the best. I actually, I, I had a defining moment in, in my life. I actually had to tell that story to the wife, and she was not impressed. Oh. <laughs> I, I or, or, or proud. Why would you? In what way? Why would I tell her? I don't know. I felt. How did this come? I up? felt guilty that I was telling you know <laughs> essentially everyone on the internet and not her. Right. So I felt like she had to be in on it. <laughs> she find out eventually. What you tell her? You tell everybody shit on the internet that you don't tell her. That That's is a good where point. You're that, just like, man. Fuck, so listen to this. Yeah, exactly. All right, listen. I'm listen sorry, but here. I know I told you that that was it, but there was more. Um, <laughs> I want to sit down for this. <laughs> oh God. Uh, oh man. No, there's actually a confession that I I also forgot to uh, share on the show that I thought would have been funny um, to some people. Um, so I I really like Naughty Bear. As terrible as the game is, Whoa. it is. I really like Naughty Bear. I always that's have fun shocker. playing it. Man, that's a shock. Yeah, I'll, dude, I fully acknowledge that it's a bad game, but yeah, it, but I like it for some. Oh, there was totally really- another game too. I was talking with uh, with Day Runa, and she brought up a game, and I was like, J- "You're right, that is an awful game," but I forget what it is now. No, let's call it. Oh, awful it'll game. come back to me later. It'll come it'll back come to up. me later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call it awful game. Yeah, yeah. Awful go, game. go download it, folks. Awful game. Awful game. The game. Awful game. The game. Yeah. So on tap for this week, we've uh, definitely got some what's in your console. Don't know if a lot of us have been. I've been playing catch up the game. Yeah. So there's Same. that. But uh, definitely have some stuff to share uh, in regards to what's in your console. Then afterwards, uh, we're definitely going to bring back select feedback. We've got some uh, some entries. We've got some long ass fucking voicemails from like Jack and some other dude named Bill. You guys left like. Bill. Three minute fucking voicemails. Ooh, I'm gonna have to nice. ask that you never do that. Like, <laughs> we will, we will shorten it down to one second. Yeah, no, I, I like for all of those <laughs> who are just like, I want to leave a voicemail, which is awesome because we haven't done voicemails <laughs> in a while. We've just been so picky about them. If it crosses, a, it... if it crosses a certain threshold, we'll just take the words that you say, rearrange them, and make you say something really dirty. Uh-huh. And yep. you probably won't do that because that That's sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> that just sounds like a lot of work. So everything he said was a lie. However, uh, um, I, I do it. 
I won't let him. I won't let him do it either, (laughs) just so we know. But it would be helpful if you guys just keep 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 it thirty seconds. Like unless you guys are drunk, keep it thirty seconds. If That's you are the drunk, rule. Then go, just keep on going, man. Just, just keep just on going. Talk as much as you want. Yeah, there. We use like, you as background music. We'll use you as background music. Oh shit! That's awesome. Then just rumbling. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that. <clears throat> yeah, but the, those are those Please are new voicemail everyone. rules. Thirty call, seconds. Or if you're or, drunk, call in to be the background music. Yeah, there. you <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> be, be our be the elevator music that we always wish we we had the pleasure Excellent. of uh, or the resources to employ. The, the PPR DB uh, the PPR DBGM. DB, DBGM. Yeah, I, I love how you're you're breaking it down. You had yeah. to break down the acronym. <laughs> sure did. No, who was? I don't even. I that's a road I don't want to travel right now. However. Um, oh yeah, other than select feedback after that, of course, the topic, we're going to talk about the big Sony reveal that, uh, uh, thankfully that James Zabel live blog and cover, we all got up in that tweet storms and whatnot, and we definitely have some, uh, some words to share. Um, I, you'd be surprised at what we have to share. I, I, I fucking, plenty. So yeah, let's go ahead and start the show. So, uh, what's in your console? What's in your console? Hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> I can go first because mine's really short. All right, Andrew, you go first. So, I, I, I'm in this weird spot right now where I don't really want to play anything because I know the storm's coming. You know, I mean, we're getting into March here pretty soon, and March is going to be a busy, busy month. Um, so, I don't necessarily want to get into anything that's too long because I'm afraid that. It might take away from my time playing the games that are coming out pretty soon. Um, and I'm, I'm doing this because I want people to hold me to this. So this is a verbal agreement um, that you need to hold me to via this podcast. I plan on playing in the month of March. I need to play through StarCraft II Wings of Liberty in order to get ready for Heart of the Swarm that's coming out on the 12th. Um, and then the week after that, I need to play Gears of War Judgment. The week after that, I need to play Bioshock Infinite. So that's four games I need to play in the month of March. Nobody thinks I can do it. They're probably right. But I need to have people, <laughs> need to have people stay on me. Like, you know, like, like watch me, you know, make sure I'm not playing, uh, I, I don't know, anything else. Like, I need to play these games. Seriously, you know what? So. You missed one, though. I'm going to be uh, reviewing it for the site. I really want to play Tomb Raider. Yeah, so that's there what, you go. I really want to play Tomb Raider. I do. Um, I, I'm interested in the idea of it being like a Arkham City meets metroidvania game but with survival stuff like that whole concept sounds amazing to me um and i think it's a good thing to get into because it's you know you get to start the tomb raider series proper you know you get to start over it's it's a good entry point for a lot of people so definitely interested in that but i do have my my three to four games already picked out and ready so i need to play through those but what i have been playing up until that point um getting back into blacklight retribution they're actually coming up on their one-year anniversary, so they got a lot of new stuff planned. They actually have a horde mode that's coming. 
which I think we would really love to play with oh, you guys. God, we really <laughs> need to do the Game Fest. I'm so sorry that we've been putting it off. Hey, there, there's still a Press Pause Radio group, you know, a clan on there. You can look for me. I'm A Hanshu, uh, just like my Twitter handle. Find me. You know, I can get you into that. Um, but it's that that horde mode is going to be fun because I've always wanted to do cooperative stuff in Blacklight, and it's very much a multiplayer driven game. So to get into some cooperative stuff would be really fun and really exciting. Um, but I'm getting back into that. And I'm you know still terrible online. But like Sayer said, when we did the last time we did Game Fest, there is controller integration already in the game. You know, you might want to tweak it and, you know, get some of the stuff like, you know, positioned a little bit better. But there is 360 controller support, which makes a big difference for me personally, because I'm, I'm not very good at keyboard and mouse at all with shooters. Um, so I'm playing a lot of that. And other than that, um, I told George that I just recently picked up that uh, Lunar uh, Silver Star Story. Is that the one? Yep. I, I didn't know the name. I picked up on my iPad. I just started getting into it. And it is, oh, cool. you know, it, it gives me that Chrono Trigger, you know, kind of feel, that kind of vibe. You know, really cool story from what it looks like so far. Really awesome anime cutscenes. Um, I just like the idea of having it on my iPad. Like, I've been wanting a really good RPG on my iPad. I didn't really necessarily want to pay 20 bucks for The World Ends With You. Um, you know, Square Enix's pricing on iOS is ridiculous. It's fucking yeah, it Gonzo, is. dude. It, it, it's really messed up, but sadly people Isn't, pay it. It's like Theater Rhythm, for example. you got to pay like 130 bucks to get all Eventually, the stuff. Yeah, because you're buying all the songs. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah, they do, stupid. Yeah, they, they, they do that with... Um, there's another Final Fantasy game on like, like like, God, like we were just talking about that. this on the stream yeah. last or yesterday. All, all the Bravest, yeah. All the Bravest is ridiculous. It costs yeah. minimum $52. But the thing about All the Bravest is that it uses a uh, a randomized Gashapon sort of system. So you could get huh. doubles. Yeah, uh, but Lord. boys are going to say... Um, yeah, no, we talked about this on the Dead Space stream yesterday. and uh, what Fuck was that stupid Squaresoft. Jeez. Yeah, but I will say Final Fantasy Dimensions... Even though it can gradually be expensive, that that is thirty two probably... bucks. No, thank you. Hey, it's it looks like it's good. made in RPG Maker ninety eight. Hey, a lot they're, of things look like they're made in RPG Maker ninety eight, and they and are and still some good, good games. Ones. There's some good games. You know, yeah, but... To the Moon was really good. I know that to was, the made moon in RPG was amazing. Maker. That was, was awesome. See, and, hey, they're doing a new game. Freebird is doing another game. I heard. I got an email from Can Gal. Gonna... Oh, can't wait. Mm. Mm. Exciting. Oh. Exciting. Uh, Anodyne. But... Was uh, I think also yeah. made in RPG Maker? I think it's, it seems like it is. Yeah, but hey, more power to them. Like if they can use those tools to you know make something like that, they're doing something right. I kind of I'm kind of tempted to buy that RPG Maker on Steam. Like, it's, it's still super, it's super expensive. It is. Like, How much is it? It's like fifty like bucks. No, no, it's oh, like seventy normally. Shit. Fifty was when I was on that's, sale during like Christmas. Yeah, it's pricey. It's pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe worth it if you're actually gonna do some like you know a lot of games and stuff like that. But okay, I'm yeah. gonna use my RPG Maker on PlayStation, and then afterwards <laughs> I'm gonna ship everybody a copy of the memory card, and then you can yes. play my game and make the soundtrack on uh, <laughs> on MTV Music Generator Dude, and send yes. them the soundtrack yes. on memory card. No, Boom. no, no, fuck that. I'm gonna make the soundtrack on Mario Paint, and then <laughs> afterwards I'm gonna duct tape it to the memory card <laughs> and you're going to have to plug in a super NES on a different TV. So that okay. way you could sync up what I want you to hear as you play my RPG maker. Fuck a mess. <laughs> I don't know. That, that is a mess. That's a big mess. Yeah. It's, that's what it's called. <laughs> Fucking mess. <laughs> okay. Mess. Fucking mess with an apostrophe. There's no yeah. G. No, no. And, um, <laughs> but right. no, other than that, yeah, black light and just little things here and there. Nothing really to talk about. I'm just, I'm kind of saving myself for, you know, this onslaught of games that's coming. But everyone that's listening, hold me to it. 
if you don't see uh, my Raptor updating with some of the stuff when they come out, um, I'm not doing it. You have to get on my case and tell me to play it. J- James keeps on telling me I will not play these games, and I don't believe him. I can I, do it. I believe, I, I, I believe that you will attempt to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I may not succeed, but I will attempt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to ask, though, how good are the t- – like? Is, so Lunar Silver Star is like that's iPad only? I think it's just iOS. I think it's iPhone, iPad, but you know, I only have the iPad. But I, I think it would probably work well on iPhone. It is all really touch driven. Like you can uh, play it like with my iPad. You play it sideways, and you can like you know touch on the screen, and that'll move you. Or if you want to hold it like you know like like kind of like a book, you know, like, like right side up, you it brings up like a virtual D pad and buttons. Um, but it kind of minimizes the screen quite a bit. So I don't know how it transition on the i iPhone or iPod. It'd probably be you know, like a virtual joystick or virtual buttons or something. So I don't know if that would work necessarily, but on the iPad, it's really well done. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking for really great RPG from what I've heard, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And, you know, I wanted a good traditional, like JRPG, you know, like, like, you know, like, like I said, like something in the veins of like Chrono Trigger. Um, yeah. It's only like seven bucks on the iPad. So it might be even less on the iPhone. So it's probably That's worth generally it. generally the model. Yeah. yeah. About five bucks is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that if it's an actual like port and if everything's still there, I'd say it's well worth the investment. Um, like I said, I just don't like Square Enix's pricing, like where you have to pay fifteen, sixteen bucks to get a copy of Final Fantasy three. Well, I could probably get the same copy on like I don't know PSN or uh, DS or something like that. Mm, well, Final Fantasy three was only ever released on DS outside of Famicom. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. I think if you do so get that, but yeah, I mean, you can buy a physical copy for less than ten dollars. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, for the DS. Yeah, for the DS. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know if sure. it's less than ten dollars, though. Is it? I thought about I think or more. less. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that sounds... It's a common game. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is common. I just. I feel it's like not even that expensive. Like, I don't think it's above fifteen. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> I think we'll be bashing on Square Enix a little bit more during the Sony thing. But oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Christ! <laughs> Holy was, God, okay. dude! Yeah. yeah, we've got some words. Uh, that. Yeah. Okay, uh, but that's it for me. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go next. We'll make Sarah go last. I hate going okay. last. Cool. So, uh, I recently got back into a lot of things, but I think I'm going to start off with uh, this new one. I was actually thinking about doing a stream for it, but uh, I just I don't know. Uh, I'm still kind of debating it. But um, uh, after some some tweet speak and all that, and just asking around, uh, especially from uh Frankie from Dead Pix- uh Frankie Dead Pixels from Hey Poor Player he highly recommended it and I don't know he's kind of an asshole now I don't know uh Pierce Solar I affronted 150 bucks for this fucking game on the Ouch, Genesis really yeah dude it's re- they're like stupid expensive and um you know I-, I was super hyped especially like just looking back what everybody said about it in the Kickstarter comment page for the High Def remake you know, I was super excited to get into this game. And for the most part, it's cool. It's just for some reason, I think I came into it with all these lofty expectations because it, it takes all the conventions that you would expect. Like, it, it really tries to emulate and live up to uh, whatever expectations you would have for an RPG in that time frame. However, like, it goes above and beyond, especially in the visuals. I will say that is quite possibly the prettiest Genesis game I have ever seen it is an amazing looking genesis game and there are points where it it still happens to do it through like still frame animation but still like really 
really good still frame animation, like all these bright, sharp visuals of the anime style that it, it, it uses. Are we talking like sprite based, kind of like the Sega CD? Yeah, like it, it looks like a Sega CD game. Cool. Like it's really, really good looking. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm using it on a like a first gen CRT HD TV with like a stretch 16 by nine ratio. So it it may look some of the may make some of the pixelation because it's really like pixelated details, but it's still it's still pretty good, goddamn good looking. Like I would say, in some moments, especially just from the use of color alone, that if you were to use say Chrono Trigger or Secret of Mana as a comparison, it would stand up to it if not beat it in some regard. Good stuff. So definitely, yeah, it's fucking beautiful, and the music is really well done too, and. I can't fuck man I got so I really like this concept like the concept alone just like made me so happy when I when I heard about it but uh I'm just finding that it's near impossible unless I'm fucking Scrooge McDuck uh <laughs> if I can just find a copy that like I can reasonably get away with who knows but um Watermelon Games the indie uh developer that brought about uh Pure Solar they also released a Sega CD uh, accessory in where this disc, basically, if you had a Sega CD plugged into your Genesis, you would put the disc uh, in while playing Pure Solar, and it would replace the audio, the cartridge audio from the Genesis sound processor with a uh, processor with Redbook Audio CD quality. And they could do that. Yeah, yeah. It, That's unreal. It, it, dude, and it. So here's the thing: I found this disc and I bought it as well, but I got like some fucking cheapo pirated copy. It ah, sucks. Fuck. And, like, it works, but there's a delay, and, like, it fucking makes my Sega CD, like, run. Like, I've never heard my Sega CD run that loud to run anything before, but the the, the music was a lot better. Like, I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the chiptune music, but, like, the Genesis didn't always do a great job. I really like the synthesis aspect of Genesis, and for some reason, the music is great, but, like, when you hear it, you can tell, like, you would love to hear, like, what it would sound like in CD quality. And, yeah, they actually had a disc that did that. But I want the authentic one, and I can't fucking find it for the life of me. And if I did, I'd probably find it for a good couple hundred that I'm not willing to spare for it. But, yeah, that was the only Genesis game that I've ever come across that actually did something like that. It was fucking amazing. That, like, just that concept alone. So, I'm, I'm that is something I am trying to look for, but at the same time, the game itself is nice, it's good, but it's it's not groundbreaking. Like it's got really great writing. Um it's got awesome uh moments where it tears down like RPG conventions like uh you're detained by this dude for breaking into his house and searching his house and he just a dialogue alone that like supports that moment <laughs> is hilarious. He just like fourth, fourth wall kind of stuff. Yeah, like what <laughs> what what kids in their right mind would think it's okay to just walk into a stranger's home? I don't know, hang out, do stuff. Oh my God. Just what, what's wrong with you? Who mm-hmm. does that? And just like the dialogue is pretty sharp and I would like, it's got some fanficiness to it, but like, it's not like immature. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's got some fourth wall aspects to it. The battle system, like what really intrigued me is they talked about speaking of lunar, they really compared it to lunar and it that's a shitty comparison. That's like comparing Antichamber to Portal. Because um, mm. what it, Lunar allows that I, I still feel like not a lot of RPGs did, and it, it's one of my favorite things, 
was just the the tactileness of positioning into where you can move about on the battlefield and if you like chose to attack uh, different enemies by selecting them and knowing where their positions were, you'd have to also judge the distance that your character would be able to walk over that character, or, I'm sorry, the enemy, and find out whether or not he'd be able to make it to the enemy and fight him or just position themselves closer, leaving them open for like the enemy's turn. And I thought that Pierce Solar would have that kind of tactic. No. Um, you get to, When you're defending, you just get the chance to move back. That's it. You don't get the chance mm. to move closer, do any movement. I don't know. Maybe that's something that I'll unlock later in the game. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Which is cool because if you have a support character, you can just um, you go into defense wheel, uh, move them back, and then um, they can kind of do their thing. There is one element, though, that's keeping me playing that I really like. Um, the UI, by the way, I will say this. It's very lunar-like. Like They have a wheel... It's almost kind of like a Mass Effect wheel in a sense. Uh, instead mm. of like a grid, like the way Ma- uh, Lunar did it, um, yeah. it's a wheel. And you do also get to choose for uh, automatic to where you can have just the AI make decisions for you in battle. Which it almost sounds a bit like Secret of Mana when you say it that way. Um, yeah, uh, it, but it, it, it's got like Except a tilted it's, you know, axis. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Oh. Again, it's it's really weird. You'll, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, within the show notes, I'll post a link of gameplay. Um, but there's one element that I really enjoy to where you can have characters gather sunlight and then they're basically they're they're done that turn. And after that turn ends, they have the sunlight and the sunlight adds plus one to all of their abilities. Now, <coughs> they can keep doing it and uh, generally they'll be able to gather like in the very beginning you can gather three. But I read that you'll you'll be able to get a meter that allows you to gather more plus as you as you're gathering sunlight. Now, you can do two things with that sunlight. You can keep it. And increase your own stats for you to do whatever you need to do, whether it's cast spells or attack or support or whatever. Or you can give what you gathered to another party member. So I found myself that it just introduced like this new form of tactic. It was really cool. I got to give like I'd have my support character in 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 defensive mode move all the way to the back of the party. So that way enemies couldn't really reach them or they would just attack us as a priority. Um, and yeah, I had him gathering sunlight and just giving, you know, uh, shit to my characters. So one thing that's really annoying is they have a lot of airborne enemies and there's only one, uh, early party member that has the ability to really reach those enemies because mm. they have a, a fucking bow and arrow and all the other ones just cannot reach him. Well, the other dude can throw rocks. You just fucking pick up rocks and throw them, but hey, okay. get down from there. Yeah, exactly. B- oh, yeah. But, but the, the rocks are exhaustible. So oh, I, yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, that's the one thing that's kind of turning me off from the game. It is that's kind of a headache. Yeah, it's brutal hard. It's stupid mm. fucking hard. But um, it, at least it looks good though while you're playing it. At least it does. But yeah, there that's definitely a grind a game, and um, it's stupid hard to grind because um, you don't really get a lot of experience points back, and it's also a game where uh, when you encounter large enemy mobs that certain uh, enemies will fucking run away randomly in the middle of battle. And if they do that, you'll lose a lot of the experience output. So yeah, it's a hard-ass game. But you do get to save anywhere. The dialogue is amazing. I would recommend, honestly, grabbing it when it becomes readily available on, like, fucking everything. Um the, the the Kickstarter was definitely successful, and it's coming out on. 
I just didn't want to wait, and I heard it was really good. And I mm. kind of think it's overrated, but I'm not. I did have fun with it. There's just maybe, maybe the good parts, just like any other RPG, especially the JRPG variety, will happen to me ten or twenty hours later. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you guys. Um, yeah. But it's coming out. On, yeah, it's coming out on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, like that. They just confirmed it's coming out on Wii U. Mm. Um, yeah, it's gonna definitely Surprising. come out, and it's coming out on Dreamcast. So if you really want to get, I'm I'm probably gonna nab it up on Dreamcast and uh, Xbox Live just for the Chivos. So um, that's gonna be really cool. Um, speaking of which, I heard a rumor. I don't know if you guys heard about it. I'll just throw it out there. Uh, I heard the Wii U, Nintendo. What they're gonna do with the Wii U is they're kind of kind of try to copy the um, the achievement system, but they're doing it in a weird way where it's gonna be like get glue, where they get stickers that'll just basically post to your Miiverse profile. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool to me. It's a, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because like <laughs> I, 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 I can see that working. Yeah, because the most similar thing that I've seen in that is like uh, the Sega All Stars Racing game for Wii U. Um, well, it's on everything, and I don't know if it if it's something that they do on any of the other platforms. But you, they have like meta achievements and which produce stickers that you can put on your license card that's seen on your Miiverse profile. Yeah. On the wall for Sega All Stars in, oh, in that's pretty cool. space. Yeah, see, yeah. so I don't know. Stickers sound cool. I mean, you already kind of get those meta achievements anyway in in just like wall posts for New Super Mario Brothers U. So maybe there was uh, there was an inspiration from uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star. Yeah, something like that. But this is a rumor. This is a yeah. Super, well, obviously, right? But... It's a rumor ass rumor. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what exactly the best kind. Um, I also, <laughs> I also reviewed recently, um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and man, it is so, good stuff, huh? so good, dude. It's so good. I want to um, play it. I do. You I do too. I really do. Yeah. You guys can't all buy it right now though. Mm-mm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, but I will say that, you know, there's been a lot of confusion because people either I've been reading love it or hate it. And the people that do hate it don't understand the parry system. And that's mm-hmm. something that's just it, it's very obtuse in the vein that like action games always have stuck with. They, they may have included a block, but there's all there's some sort of evade. This is the only character action game that I think I've really played that absolutely has like no evade whatsoever. However, you can parry everything in this game literally everything the only thing you cannot parry is uh any grapple moves which once you find out firsthand uh you just know to fucking use the ninja run ability and run away which can sometimes produce a problem because i will say that game kind of has a problematic camera however it does it does try to fix itself rather quickly so i've never had the camera kind of fuck me in any situation i found other reviewers they're saying like they had the camera fuck them like during boss fights and I never really ran into that problem because it kind of knew to zoom in a perspective of where you would anticipate something. And all the enemies are really, really good at telegraphing what they're going to do as long as you can pick up on it. But uh, like, for example, if an enemy will grapple you, they'll fucking blink bright orange like a goddamn arcade. Mm. So, um, you know, it might kind of throw off the suspense of disbelief in terms of realistic portrayal. But still, like, fuck it. I don't care. I'll take it. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, if, if anybody ever turns bright orange, they're going to run at you and grab you. You cannot parry that. But other than that, you can parry everything. I'm talking about the fact that you fight 
actual Metal Gears in this game. And if a Metal Gear fucking tries to stop on you with its big-ass tank foot, you could parry that with your oh, soul. God. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You, could, you could parry everything. Fucking in platinum for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Badass, though. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. Once you master the parry system, that game becomes really easy. Like, even mm. on a hard mode. Like, I, I'm replaying through it on hard mode, and, like, the only thing that it does in hard mode is that enemies take way longer to take down. Other than that, like, I, I think if anything, anybody's complaining about, oh, I heard it's short, put it on hard. Put it on hard, and just mess with the parry system, and you'll get a long-ass game. Uh, on normal, you'll get what just about what you expect. Um, but, yeah, they, God, like, it's still got all that Metal Gear charm that you would want, especially, like, the codec conversations are incredibly entertaining. The dialogue, voice acting's great. It's silly as fuck, though. Like, this is, quite honestly, one of the wackiest Metal Gear games I've played yet. Um, but yeah, a lot of the cinematics that uh, everybody always thought were obnoxious and long and out of place, they kind of condensed them for Revengeance. I mean, they happen often. Like, Revengeance is definitely guilty of those moments where you walk down a hallway out of a cutscene and go into another cutscene. However, like, I, again, with that Metal Gear presentation, it's all done really well. And yeah, like, all the cinematography involved is, uh, it's condensed to, to norm, what you'd normally expect from Metal Gear. So, either way, it's, it's a must-get. I will say that it's also that game that does really well to cater to fan service. Uh, and it's a, it's a standalone game. Like, it's a really good standalone game, too. So if you guys ever, like, if there's anybody out there who's just like, I heard Metal Gear is wacky and fucking dear, um, get it. I, so, I, so it doesn't tie into 4 too much, even though it takes place no, it after does. the events of 4? It takes after the events of 4, and it mentions 4 a lot uh, in, in regards to the Sons of the Patriots. Mm. But it you don't really need to play 4 to really get it. And, like, okay. Snake has absolutely no presence in that game. There's only one returning character from the Metal Gear series other than Raiden in that game. Only one. And I don't want to spoil it because that character is is central to uh, Raiden. So <coughs> for those who give a shit about the Metal Gear story and haven't played it yet, I'm not going to say. But yeah, they did a really good job with it. Um, the only two, like I said, uh, the Blade mode is, is fucking, oh man. It is, mm. that, that, it is just so fun. Like the moment you see that on-screen prompt um, it, it, and you just flash into Blade mode, just like the sheer veracity of, of of being able to like angle this radius that just allows you to mince me. I mean, fucking mince. Like, dude, like just taking a dude's face and then slicing it like a goddamn Christmas ham, and then yeah. watching like his fucking nose, like in his face <laughs> slices and his neck bone, and that, and just like that that sheer amount just... of like graphic awful detail. Just yeah. so. Just so empowering. I've never felt that empowered playing a uh, an action game. And dare I say it, I I personally feel like Platinum's outdid themselves, especially in in comparison to Bayonetta, which has seemed to become the character action standard uh, for that genre. And I I do like Bayonetta, but I yeah. I think Metal Gear Rising is much better. I, I think it has a lot of similarities to other games, whereas I think with Metal Gear, it's kind of its own real genre like I, I like how it is a hack and slash action game but i like how much thought goes into the actual like the hacking and the slashing like i love how you have to actually pinpoint because i'm just basing my opinion off the demo 
but I like how you could actually like pinpoint and where you're like you had to slice off specific parts to get like you know money or yep. you know to actually like injure and and hurt certain enemies. Like I like how it's not just mindlessly holding down the trigger and slicing up. Like you know you said like parry and a lot of these other things and mechanics go into play and it's it is really refined. Even though the first thing you want to do is just start fucking waving your sword around, you know, like a maniac. Like you have to do you know it's kind of like I, I compared it kind of to Dead Space, the first Dead Space, where it kind of reteaches you that genre. Like, you play a third-person shooter, you think instinctively, I'm going to shoot at the head, and that's how I'm going to kill the enemy. And then you realize, oh, shit, I don't shoot the head, I have to shoot the limbs. I like how in this one, like, you're pinpointing your strikes, and it actually takes, you know, some some thought into what you're doing. It's not mindless at all. But and like I, really, sh- I really appreciate that. But the sheer beauty behind all of that is for a system mm-hmm. that has, like, all of these robust nuances... It's a it's a combat system that like within a few I would I would say a few five to ten minutes of play feels incredibly organic and and it yeah. moves with you throughout the entire game. Like I I will say this, you know, I, I kind of I pretty much gave them the same score, but I like the depth of DMC and I really, really did like DMC. However, a lot of the times there there are moments of fumbling, especially when shit gets tense, and there is a lot of broken aspects to um DMC that I, you know, I did not care for. Whereas in Metal Gear Rising, nothing feels broken about that game. It's just that the system is so goddamn competent that I don't feel like the AI does the best to challenge it, or at least they don't significantly challenge it, other than the fact that they're just, they hit you harder and they're harder to take down. I, like, I still have yet to really find, like, a a fucking character action game where I kind of want to, like, have a developer challenge me to where, you know, say I play through a certain mode of difficulty and I already have these expectations that these same enemies completely change the way they like attack at you. Like some of them start disappearing and reappearing and use cloaking, something of that nature. I would love for something like that to happen, but you know, the, the current model of affairs in terms of difficulty ramping is just like, Oh, let's just, just give them an asshole amount of health and an obnoxious, like, strike power and that's kind of just been the been the norm um my skulls of shogun review is kind of late but i'm going to try to throw that into the site but yeah definitely pick up metal gear rising uh look out for pure solar and as far as some mobile games uh we're we're gonna work we're working on a feature uh basically someone who's uh surprisingly is interested in writing and coming onto the site that uh, i don't want to really mention names yet it'll be an awesome surprise we're looking into doing a mobile feature which would be cool. And in terms of mobile games, you guys need to grab two games that I've had an amazing amount of fun with. Uh, three, actually. I'll try to summarize them real quick. Jewel, J-O-O-L, is uh, an Ikaruga-esque element of an endless runner where you switch between two characters depending on where you are uh, in this endless runner. It's an endless runner that demands platforming, like platform till you die, literally. Mm-hmm. And the visuals... Are, are incredibly crazy and wacky and have a very uh, happy tree friends vibe to them because of the gore and violence that's surprisingly <laughs> involved. So definitely pick up jewel. That's 99 cents. Uh, Roar rampage. Sweet. Goddamn sweet game. It's super arcadey. Um, basically you're this giant Godzilla dinosaur uh, that just boxes things uh, wearing boxing gloves. It just boxes <laughs> buildings and helicopters. And pretty much what you do is, it's got like this ragdoll physics with the arm that you just basically uh, push and dr- uh, drag with your fingertips where you're punching. 
and you use this boxing glove to deflect bullets and missiles and punch helicopters back into other things. Yeah. And it's mindless, but it's awesome in, in yeah, just what fun. you do. Yeah, definitely check out Roar Rampage. And then finally, nice. uh, Color Sheep. Color Sheep is a weird tower defense kind of game, but it's really simple and yet complex where it's not it's not exactly tower defense. What you do is you're fighting off a bunch of wolves through these giant like hyper beams that you're shooting out of the sheep's mouth. But <laughs> the uh, the sure. mechanic is is all these wolves are different colored. So you have to choose a color that corresponds with the wolf for your beam attacks. If you use the wrong color, it's not going to have effect on the wolf. So you're constantly switching back color and then shooting the sheep. And then it gets more complex because then you're having to choose different variations of the colors through brightness so is it a darker red is it a lighter red and that's something that you have to adjust and toggle at, at on the bottom ui so again another simple but kind of in-depth game those are all 99 cents and those are really sweet they're i believe they're only on ios but there might be some android versions uh i don't know though and yeah it's pretty much it it's all i've been playing i got back into journey as well but um i think we've pretty much talked about journey uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say that like you know, um, this is the first time I got back into Journey since I got my high def display. Fuck, this game is beautiful. It's so good looking. It, it, it is like it is fucking stupid how good looking this game is. Um, and yeah, other now, I don't think any of us. The only other new game that really came out, I don't think any of us have really touched is Crisis Three, which you know I'm kind of sad. I would like to have uh, played that. Oh hey, did you buy Colonial Marines? Andrew? Don't. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, I, I did. But if you did, or if you're thinking about it, don't. Just don't. Yeah. That is not no. the same game that you played at PAX, is it? No. Um. Well, because I just played the multiplayer, and even then, I, that's not the I, same. No, I remember the single player. Um, you know, being like like a like a demo only, like you know, like hands off demo, and uh, come How? to find out that 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 one chapter they played for demo. Was the same chapter they've shown and played everywhere else. It's the only thing they've shown. Man, that that whole situation. Expect that to get tense here real quick. From what we've been hearing, I I, I won't say it's anything official unless we hear it from the horse's mouth. But there's there's been some some stuff coming up on the internet this week. Kind of, I don't know. It, it sounds pretty bad though. So I I would not expect that to be. <laughs> It's gonna get pretty messy. Are you talking about like a like. Better Business Bureau sort of affair? Uh, you know, it, it, it's a situation which, like I said, I'm not gonna say because I don't think it's been actually like you know officially confirmed yet. Huh. Destructoid reported on it, and I I do respect Destructoid and Jim Sterling, so I, I would say it probably is true, but it's pretty authentic. I have yet I don't it, it know might it be at all. It might what be. You're um, well, I mean, we might we'll, we'll talk about it in news for a little bit, I guess, but um, yeah, we can. I can mention it real quick if you want me to, or we can just wait till news. No, no, just mention it real quick. I mean, okay, it's real not, quick. It um, real so, so after Aliens comes out and, you know, came out some pretty, I, I'd say lackluster reviews. I mean, oh, it seems like bad. The, the, ga- the game is not good from, from a lot of accounts. And, lackluster uh, or abysmal? I would say well, abysmal, dude. I, yeah, I, I, I feel there. Towards abysmal, yeah. Um, yeah. So th- there's been some Reddit postings uh, that would indicate that a, Employee at Sega is basically um, claiming that that Gearbox took funds from Sega to make Colonial Marines and used those funds towards the development of Borderlands 2 and then outsourced uh, aliens to another company and that Gearbox only officially has worked on alien Colonial Marines for five months and everything else was outsourced. Oh, but like I said, I think this is I think this is all, you know, 
I won't believe it until it's actually brought up and it's actually confirmed by either Sega, Gearbox, or you know whoever else is involved. But well, um, I mean, you look at the credits a, in the game, right? Up. Yeah, like, there yeah. was there was another company that was outsourced to make it. I don't remember the company's name, but I mean, it is Gearbox hmm. developed and well, I, I'm pretty sure once they look not Jose, that's for sure. Well, you can know, Sega's publisher on that one. Sorry. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, I mean, like I said, I, I won't believe it till it's from the horse's mouth, but, uh, you know, if, if any of this stuff online is indica- indicating anything, it, it sounds like it was a pretty bad scenario. Well, so, even then I'm pretty yeah. sure there's some legalities involved. If Sega really pursues it and because they have certain rights as publisher and distributor of the game, all they would need to do is like seek some sort of legal investigation to check the, the financial affidavits yeah. Oh yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then just find out where the money was moved that they like they they have a right i mean if they especially if they outpour money that goes towards development costs and what you're saying is true like dude that would put gearbox in some hot water shit yeah like like, worst case scenario sega gets like you know some profit from borderlands 2 or borderlands 1 even if it goes back that far you know because like that that was money they invested in gearbox and gearbox had used it for a product that was not the one they intended. That yeah, um, that yeah. fucking 2K published then it's yeah, 2K's and, realm. And even sounds like um Sega initially had canceled the project like back in 2008 or maybe like maybe 2010 like around that time and that Sega had then brought it back and that's when all this started happening but like I said this is all just on the internet someone's posting it under a, a fake name which the funny enough the fake name's a wrestler's name so this all could be just you know some Here's random a. bullshit. Yeah, like I like I said, I'm not gonna say it's it's confirmed, but that that's what's there and it's been kind of a buzz about lately. So, like I said, that that whole situation could get messy. A half decent chance, though, right? Yeah, if maybe we can get like maybe maybe Stevie can comment on it because I know he's like big on Sega stuff. Maybe he'll have some insight maybe at some point. But yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, but I didn't mean to interrupt there. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there real quick, though. I didn't know if anyone known about it or not. No, I yeah, I didn't really. <laughs> I mean, I knew vaguely about it, but mm. Jesus Christ, like I know. It's talk about yeah. <laughs> I I kind of well, that's gonna kind of change realm because like you know what? It's one of those things where you don't talk about or it, it's one of those things it's an unspoken kind of thing where it, i'm i'm sure i mean you, you'd you be surprised how many developers have actually outsourced development towards uh through other companies and then like that kind of gets lost in translation when it comes to the credits i mean this like sort of said, thing's happened uh, before like uh, square enix often used toze to do a lot of their ds games for example and uh and game boy advance like all of the game boy advance final fantasies dev- redeveloped by toze but they're never in the the credits. It's weird. Uh, I think it was EGM or One Up or someone that did actually. Uh, yeah, it, they did a uh, an investigative report on that, right? And they actively do this stuff without actually seeking any recognition. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something. But in this situation, this is a shisty motherfucking situation. So, ooh. Yeah. And, slightly. Right. Yeah. I just remember when we last recorded. We actually recorded the night before you were gonna pick it up, and we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, multiplayer. Oh, this is going to be good. It's funny, too, because I remember, like, James was another one. Like, I remember James and a bunch of people I know were so pumped about that game. And then, you know, the reviews hit that morning. And, like, you could just see fucking people backpedaling. They're like, oh, shit. Like, don't do it. I'm going to put my $60 <laughs> they saw the world. Uh, right back into my wallet. 
Oh, yeah, but no, dude, I've sad, seen sad. I, I thought it had promise, but I think it's just one of those things where you know something based on a license ends up, you know, it just ends up being more about the license than anything else. Like it just doesn't follow up. Oh, dude, especially like the fact that Aliens versus Predators it will like it's sad that that's gonna stand as the, the better game in this last generation. Oh man, the the Jaguar one? No, no, no. They're, no. They're, oh, Alien versus Okay, the shooter. Yeah, that's it. The Jaguar yeah. one is still there better was a than Jaguar that. One, though, that, right? that, yeah. that one's legit. That's the one that, you should be playing. That's yeah. the one that every, like, God, dude, yeah. I don't know who owns the Just rights re- to that game. re-release that. Isn't, that wasn't, needs to be um, released. Yeah, I, think I don't know who owns that. I think that. it was Jaguar. Like, they internally developed it, and it was cool. You oh, played as either... Uh, who owns Jaguar? <laughs> Atari. Atari. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Yeah, and... Are Ar- they gone? Did they end up going into the ether, or what? I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, I, I, think they're, I just don't think they're, I don't think they're making games anymore. Yeah, there's they're they're not. I, I, don't, I don't think financial. they folded as a company or as a, like an an entity, but I think they're. I know they're, they're definitely making... still publishing, right? So maybe, yeah, they're, maybe. They're, I, I think know. they're kind of in the situation that Arquito is because like one of my favorite development studios, like they recently did Hell Yeah, yeah. they they folded, but what they did uh-huh. is they're not technically folded. So what they did is the company is still around. However, there's no no employment. Just the uh, the owners and like the direct people behind it, and the reason why they're still staying around is for all the games that they did develop that are still available. They can still sit back and collect any profits that come through, but mm. there's no like future projects or anything being worked on. So as far like technically they're dead and technically they're not, but there are no longer going to be any Arquito games coming out. In fact, they're limbo then. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird like I, I didn't even know that studios can do this, but the, it's I that is a beneficial move, especially considering like the fact that they put a lot like I guess Hell Yeah was way more ambitious than they imagined, and the 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 game kind of bankrupted a lot of the financial role for the uh, studio and. Even with Sega's backing on the project, like it, it hurt them more than it benefited them. And Hell Yeah was good. I really liked Hell Yeah, but that wasn't like a fucking that wasn't exactly a commercial runaway success to where everybody just bought the you know bought or a, or a swan song game for that matter. Uh, yeah, it's good. I really like it, but I think like you know, I mean, there are certain DS games that Arquito's done, and I really like the Arquito series and Xbox Live, especially uh, Pixel. Like that one's one of my favorites, but they were always like just fun and quirky. They never developed anything that was like fucking mind blowing. I just I, I just like the personality in their games. Um, yeah, Hell Yeah's premise still makes me laugh. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Um, you, you guys didn't see it in the video when we did the Sega Omega um, uh, interviews, but I was laughing my ass off behind the camera. You can kind of see the camera shake a little bit. <laughs> Because I just couldn't hold it back. It was funny. Oh, man. What was he going to say, though? Um, I saw a lot. Dude, I think, if anything, we can thank Colonial Marines for. Definitely got to thank it for, quite possibly, some of the most hilarious GIFs we've seen in 2013. Oh, yeah. The derpy xenomorph. Dude, the xenomorph (laughs) that just walks by. (laughs) Walking the dinosaur. Derp, derp, derp. derp. Oh, my God. That's good stuff. That's a a testament to some fine, grade-A fucking AI right there. I, I, fuck it, man. I don't think it's the game that it deserves the credit. It's fucking internet. Good, good on you, internet. For that. <laughs> the fucking shit. Uh, oh, dude. I love it. All right, Sarah. What's in your console? All right. Uh, I've not been playing too much as I've been busy with uh, a number of other things at this time. However, um, one of the things that sort of uh, came to happen was I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I think I want to play some Game Boy Advance. 
So I opened a drawer. I hauled out a brand new Game Boy Advance, opened the box, and played a brand new Game Boy Advance. Damn, that must have felt good. It did. You know, the oh. hinge was so tight. I was like, wow, mm, this feels This, this is going to get sexy really quick. Describe it. Oh, oh God. Stop slower. it. Slower. Oh. Say, say it slower. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> balls are to do a. Do a descriptive uh, podcast. I would about love to David. have him come back on, man. <laughs> he needs to be on. I, I want to be on for that one. I, I always fucking miss him. There's always something like I don't think like maybe people think that I'm Ballsrog because we never seem to like be able to have like the same like interaction. It's always I'm gone or you know we just never the meet. Train up. comes and takes you away. It might be Ballsrog. He might be coming over to hang out. I hope. <laughs> oh man, he would be uh, a hobo that's fucking riding he, trains. He is. Cars. He hangs out on the train tracks from the screen. From the streets, just came hanging back at the station. No, um, it's so funny, dude. Like, uh, the one up group that was recently created on Facebook to invite like all of these one up famous one up bloggers and alumni. Where the fuck is Ballsrog? Why is he his ass not in there yet? Okay, well, someone's got I'm gonna probably gonna add him. You gotta add him right the he might not know about it right now. He probably doesn't know about it. I haven't like, seen seriously. him on Twitter either. He's been like uh, kind of he, he's been fucking ghost for a while. I've I've seen him a few times on Facebook. He's been phantom. Hashtag find Ballsrog. Uh. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Ballsrog MIA. Where are yous? All right, yep. here we go. Add people to the group. Oh god, he's doing it right now. Um What up, Ballsrog? He is now added. Damn. Damn, dog. There so, it is. What is fucking? What have you been playing in your <laughs> your spanking new? Uh, Brand, it's game. a NES edition too. That's the best part. So why would you open that? Those are hard to find. Eh, you know, what's the point in keeping it in a drawer? You know right? what? Right, but you no, know I'm not funny? gonna open my uh, my Famicom uh, Game Boy Micro. That's staying in there. Yeah, well, for good reason too. It's a Game Boy Micro. Those things are worthless. What? <laughs> Fuck you. They're those those, <laughs> those are those Game Boys are so fucking stupid. I do not one enjoy... of two, my friend, and I do actively play my other one. I just don't understand like the practicality of such a small little fucking thing. Like well, it, it's it. dumb. You have it's big sick. meaty claws. You got lobster ass hands, dude. I How do the... not. You got some big old no. claws, dude. You got. No. I wouldn't got... be able to play the piano so well if I did. You, well, I'm just saying, you got bear paws. And I'm just talking about the sheer goddamn size of the Game Boy Micro. The thing's like a fucking well, gotcha pawn yes, keychain. It's, it's it's only half the, the length of my hand, sure, right? But, uh, you know, it still fits in my change pocket. It's really tiny. The thing looks like a keychain. It's like a pacemaker. It's just small and obnoxious. It actually does have a little uh, thing there for like a strap or something. You could easily yes, put a you can use it thing. as a keychain. It's stupid. I this That's is George sick. Boy Zach saying okay. I do not endorse the Game Boy Micro. Do not purchase one for the ludicrous prices that you see it. It's the fucking dumb. It's dumb. Don't get and it. This get is it, get Sarah saying that I do recommend the Game Boy Micro because it's got an amazing screen, small form factor, and if you can find it for a decent price, snap it up because they're in small supply. This is going to be the year me and you butt heads, isn't it? She's been gonna... butting heads since the beginning. Come and on, most fucking this is going to be the year. The year. <laughs> the whole <laughs> no, year? Butt heads, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we'll see in a month, won't we? Shut up. Anyway, okay, so... I, I stuck in. I stuck in Super Robot Tizen two. Uh, I beat the first one. It took a long time to beat, but man, this second game is fucking retarded. It's 
I cannot believe how cheap the uh, AI in that game is. It's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and attack this mech. Oh, shit, I missed. And then you you proceed to miss with literally every other character that you have. And then what? They attack one character, destroys their mech, even at full health? Game over. I'm well, I've been running into some bullshit moments in Skulls of Shogun, too, that, that kind of reminds me of. But to, to be honest, though, all the Super Robot Tyson games, because like, I, I got a bunch of them in the Super Famicom lot and the Sega Saturn lot, and there there a lot of translation guides that are like readily available, and there's a lot of... like My favorite Super Tyson games, uh, as far as the robot edition, are the fact that they do a lot of crossovers. So there's like a lot of Super Sendai robots, like Megazords and shit, and then there are Gundams... And then there's even, like, one of them has fucking Kakaider in it. And then yeah, this yeah. is for all those Japanese-ass nerds. Uh, uh, I think really... Super Robot Tyson Alpha is probably my favorite because it has a scene directly out of Macross Plus. And I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, they've and I've got... To read, like, and I mean, I, I've got, I had the benefit of reading, being able to read some Japanese. So I'm like, I'm watching this, uh, this scene unfold in front of Macross City and uh, freaking... Here's the main character saying line for line what he says in the anime. I'm just like, yes, mind blown. This is I, awesome. I think there's also one of them that even has fucking Voltron in it. I don't, I don't remember, but it's definitely for. Hell yeah, yeah. For, it's, it's, it's happened. It, it's it's mech robot porn for for mm-hmm. anybody of the site. But those games uh-huh. are still they they operate to such a heavy grind. That like you, that's why it's kind of in the vein of Dynasty Warriors, like where you you just it's they demand mm-hmm. an obnoxious amount of investment. I don't know if I'd say that, but it does involve a lot of time investment. Yeah, well, so does Dynasty yeah. Warriors, and like and not only that, they, it rarely changes up the formula like Dynasty Warriors. You played one Super Robot Tyson game, you fucking played them all. Yeah, There's only so. like one different one on the Game Boy Advance that involves fusion. That was like the most unique mechanic that's hit like that series. I think that was the uh the Super Robot Tyson OG, right? Yeah. The original generation. Yeah. Which is was... the one that came out here. I believe so. It's the same one. I just that one the SRX there was like three mechs that combined and it was pretty sh- fucking awesome. Yeah, but other than that, those games are all the same. Yeah. But you know, still it was uh kind of a bullshit moment but i did enjoy the first one quite a bit so i won't knock it too hard um what else have i been playing i've been uh, i got a new psp a long time ago well i say a long time ago just before christmas it was super super cheap right so um i threw in uh capcom classics collection reloaded got some 1943 on it was pretty good have you checked out a Capcom arcade cabinet yet? I was going to ask the same thing. Was, I, I, okay. I need people's questions on this. <laughs> what uh, what platform is this? It's uh, Xbox Live. It's basically a, a collection. And PSN. Oh, yeah. It's on also on PSN. Um, a collection of what? Of different Capcom arcade. Like, you can get 1943 in its arcade form. But the question is, can you get 1940X? That's the real question. Like, like the sad thing about arcade cabinet, from what I saw the initial lineup, like you pay like five bucks for a pack, and pack includes like three games. The first one was I think like nineteen forty three, uh, Black Tiger and Black Avengers Tiger, two. which I've never heard of. Yeah, Black Tiger is the shit. Black Tiger really? was Capcom's answer to Rygar, and I. Okay. And, and then eventually, like Ghosts and Goblins is on there, right? Ghosts and Goblins, I think, is also on there, but uh, it also I has Avengers or something. Avengers so is, it, is, is it sets of what is it? of like type games or? No, they're they're the arcade, the actual arcade ROMs. Well, no, no, that's they, what I'm trying to say. Ha- though. But like, they haven't like put up any like good like. I'm not saying those games aren't 
great, but you know, like I mean, like the the Capcom arcade games that you're expecting, like they never announced those. No, they're supposed to be like the obscure ass ones. Um, yeah, another. Yeah, no, yeah, because like, it, dude, there all these games that are on that arcade cabinet have never showed up, honestly, in a. And, and, and that's why game game room kind of failed because they were putting out like obscure ass games, like with the exception of like you know a couple of the, the Twin B games and you know like a couple of like the you know like the the ones you had to have like Crystal Castles or you know like all the old school shit. Like they didn't put out anything good. Like the moment they were going to like Sunset Riders, the fucking thing got shut down. Like well, it's just like why would you not bring out like your fucking your your top ones right off the bat? I don't know if I can compare it too much to Game Room because Game Room was like this huge like it was there was a lot of social. Uh, I fucking love Game Room though. I really, I really did. did like it was game such room. a good idea. I wish it would have you know fucking like There's actually some, been better. Definitely well, what some is it supported? Stuff. I don't well, know. They had, but they had a Twinbee on there and, and I have it. Bought it. Man, Nintendo is being weird about Virtual Console too. Like they finally brought Earthbound to Virtual Console what, in serious? Japan. Oh fuck! <laughs> I almost was thinking about buying a fucking Wii again, man. Don't do that to me. Yeah, well, maybe if they're fucking just if they're smart, it'll yeah. like it'll come out. Like I don't know. There's gonna be fuck a new that. Nintendo Direct coming out soon. Like, dude, I kind of you know what though? I think you know what they should do is they should make uh, Mother One and Mother Three. Uh, virtual console releases. They could do uh, it because, like, yeah. if you got okay, and there's another thing too. Speaking of which, um, like one of uh, our my favorite places you guys should check out Time Lock Games, which is I, I've been getting crazy into repros lately. I just grabbed up Star Fox Two um, as a repro, and I grabbed Earthbound Zero, the mm. Earthbound basically mother. Mother they one translated, yeah. yeah, mother one. They translated it, and dude, it it's this nice fucking sharp red. NES cart with just such amazing like presentation and it and it plays really well. They did a really yeah, good job throwing it to cart. Um, and Star Fox uh, Two is really easy though. I just, dude, I just want to play it. I just want to play it and I want to have fun with it. And the fact that like I've I've only briefly seen it uh, in gameplay video, but the fact that you can just change your R wing into a walking fucking like an AT that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That that dude, that's, that's so cool. fucking cool. I don't care what anybody says that that immediately like just what? So I'm, I'm going to be stoked. And we were definitely thinking about streaming that along with Star Fox one for uh, limelight. So again, I'll, if you're going to stream Star Fox one, I want to play it. We'll, we'll have to figure something out then. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Figure it out. Anyway, I'm the only um, person I know that's gotten a hundred percent over the entire game. Hey, well, don't man, don't doubt me at Star Fox, dog. I, I got, I got, I got my my furry on with that game. <laughs> did you get all one hundred percent? I don't remember. I did the, the Nintendo sixty four one. I got well, all yeah, to where I was different. able. That's that's different. How's that different? I've got you get medals for a certain score. Yeah. In in Star Fox, the original Star Fox, in order to get a one hundred percent score, you have to get a hundred percent on every single level as you play it. There's no going back. Well. You're gonna have to screenshot and throw that one for show notes because I I've done that. You see, so <laughs> all right. Actually, throw... I, stre- I streamed it live once before and I got my perfect game. So all right. Well, then we'll we'll have to do that again sometime for the site. But semantics. Um, fucking yeah. Arcade cabinet has legendary wings. Uh, the arcade form. Uh, Black Tiger. It's, it's all the arcade variants. Black Tiger, okay. Avengers, okay. Legendary Wings. 
1943 and Ghosts and Goblins. Those are like all the ones that it's initially released. And so far, like, I don't know, I checked out um, Avengers just because that's like one of the most obscure Capcom games ever. And uh, yeah, it played just like the way I remembered it. Uh, that game's not aged very well, though. <laughs> but uh, it was still <laughs> not fun. many. Not many of Capcom's CPS one arcade games have. Uh, was... when, when you start looking at CPS two, that's where some of the uh, the good stuff happens. The right? fighting games, yup. <laughs> oh man, mm. but what was I gonna say? Um, shit, um, Gunsmoke. I think Gunsmoke is also gonna hit that one too. I, I, oh, I haven't played Gunsmoke bad. in so long. I kind of want to see how well that's done. Or even the original fucking Street Fighter, which I, I played last. I played it last year's California Extreme, and I just—it's uh, so bad. It is though. It's, it's, it's so bad. really hard to to pull off the moves in that game. It's it, it's obnoxiously hard, but yes, yeah, it is. So anyway. these are all games that I've already got, though. When you think of it, right? Because uh, I've got the both Capcom classics for PSP. Huh? I didn't know they had these games. Yep. I have I have the Reloaded. And then I have them on PS2. I do not have them. Oh, wait, no, I've got one of them on PSP. It's the one with well, if you've got them, if you've got them on PS2, then you've got all of them anyway. It's all the same stuff. Oh, man, you know what was really bad? Fucking Bionic Commander for Arcade. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. The NES version is the one that will uh, will, will live on in, uh, in fame while the other sings to infamy. The, I, okay, so another late uh, game confession. I really, really like the modern Bionic Commando. I hate how bad it did commercially. I really do. Because that, that was fucking fun. No, I'm talking about the modern one. With, like, I know. Ugh. One or two. Ugh. There's two of them. No. Oh, I'm no, talking no, about the, the one with Mike Patton and voice. Ah, ah, okay, the, rad, the one with Rad Spencer having dreadlocks. No. Right, right. What are you doing? I really like that the one. The slinking was fun and that was it. No, the shooting wasn't that bad. Game had multiplayer. Ah, my head. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was that dude. That and Dark Void. I really liked both of those games. Oh, I, don't... <laughs> I told you I liked Dark Void. God, <laughs> gaming confession that one was last week <clears throat> or two weeks ago. Uh, anyway, fun. But yeah, outside of that, um, haven't really played much else other than what I'm doing for the PC Tension. Still working on that. Oh man, I really like that you did but, Monster uh, Lair. Monster yeah, Lair's I know so it's such a good game. Hard though. Holy shit, that's not that hard. Have you beaten all 14 levels? Yeah, I've beaten that game. It's not that hard, dude. There's I, no way. What do you mean there's no way? Fuck you. There's no way you got 100% Star Fox. There, I can do it too. Fucking Rock stations. I do have proof of that. Well, fuck, what do you, what do you want? I was like a little the kid. Screenshot. That's the thing. It wasn't even me that took the screenshot. It was someone that was on the live stream. Man, motherfucker. I, I'm going to have to look for that. Well, I still have to repair my Turbo Duo. I'll, I'll fucking do it, though. All right. I got your ass because I already got the shit that I needed to stream turbo games. I just sound fell (laughs) apart. Well, you don't need sound for the stream anyway. Valis, what up? I beat that. That was hard. (laughs) Oh, I grabbed Super Valis for uh, Super Nintendo. I pop it in and play it, though. It's all right. Valis 2 is where it's at. And you're where you're at. Anyway, um, I'm right here. But outside of that, yeah, nothing. I do want to play R Type Command, though. I've got that. In my PSP right now, gonna... I played it. It's dumb. Is it really fucking dumb? It's not. It. I thought it was a traditional shooter. No, it's an RPG, and it's. Dumb. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you thought Salamander was dumb, so Salamander yeah. is dumb. It is not dumb. It is. You it's think just Super hard. Metroid's dumb? I didn't say it was dumb. I said it was boring. 
them fucking what the fuck? Anyway, we're moving on. Select feedback. Fucking, let's read these emails. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, anyway, as I mentioned before, don't don't leave long-ass voicemails. Just don't do it. So no more voicemails. Oh, no. Never. I mean, Done. No more. Fucking, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, I want, we, want, we want voicemails that are 30 seconds long unless you're drunk. That's the rule. Moving on. Um, we've got, fuck, we've got a really long-ass email from Matt. And we've got a couple... I'm going to leave Matt's uh, email for last. Okay, yeah, let's start off with this one. Alright, this email comes to us from Jerry. Greetings, up, Press Jerry? Pause. I just started listening a bit ago when I came across you guys on N4G, and you've certainly impressed. So on to business. I wanted to share one of my own confessions that I guarantee will shock George, considering how crazy he got over Super Metroid. And I have fucking every right to. Uh, I've never played anything Sega. Ever. Not even a Dreamcast. It also means that I've never played Sonic the Hedgehog either. Commence judgment now. Your new listener, Jerry. Yeah, dude, I, you're just fucking hurting yourself. Um, That's rough, yeah. That is rough. Uh, honestly, there is one recommendation I can make to alleviate that. Just get uh, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection. You'll get the best out of the Genesis. Yeah. I, I, I believe that we're not really reading into this question too much, though. I think Jerry's four years old. <laughs> I, I think it's the only way that he wouldn't be able to play anything Sega because I mean let's be honest I don't think Sega's really put out anything spectacular in quite some time but you know I mean maybe he hasn't played games for a long while or maybe you know he's just getting into it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing it just I think uh, no I mean well, is it really it's really that bad that he hasn't played Sonic or, or any yes. Sega games uh, I think well, he, I mean, he, he might play he might play the Sega game and didn't realize it I don't think I need you to elaborate Jerry are like, you four like, years like, old or are, are you four? Played Nintendo. I don't mean that as insulting. It'd be cool if we had four-year-olds listen to the show. Oh Fuck that explicit tag, man. Just listen if you're little. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Uh, but seriously, I mean, Dreamcasts aren't especially expensive these days. Just pick oh. one of those up. I mean, the Dreamcast has the, uh, the highest concentration of must-play games of any other system that I can think of. And, um, oh, well, in terms of Sega, yeah. I, yeah. I will say though, the the bitch about playing Dreamcast as far as you know getting together, Dreamcasts themselves are not in high demand and definitely are not in short supply or expensive. It's just the fucking games for them that are. Well, so, yeah. certain Agreed. games, Agreed. I guess, but you know, stuff dude, like Sonic Adventure is easy to get. Yeah, but then if you want to play, well, dude, that nobody's gonna buy a Dreamcast for that. You could play Sonic Adventure on fucking Steam if mm-hmm. you wanted to. I'm talking about like. Power Stone or uh fuck what's that one or Plasma Sword or all the cool well, Capcom Plasma fighting Sword, games. Maybe. Cannon yeah, Spike is expensive. All of them are expensive, dude. All, really? All, all Dreamcast games are expensive as dude. Power Stone stupid expensive. Maybe There's only just, one I'm looking for and I can't ever find. What's that? It's a Sword of the Berserk Guts. Oh, Guts. Guts. Yeah, oh, I yeah. have that one. It's so good. Fuck, yeah, see that's a great that game. Dreamcast game. Yeah, I think is. that was one of the ones that popularized. Um, 
fucking popularized QuickTime events uh, before Shenmue came along. Which, by the way, Shenmue. Yeah, there you Dreamcast. go. That's never been re-released. You should get a Dreamcast for Shenmue. And won't ever come back ever again. <clears throat> now, if you really want to get uh, <laughs> hardcore into it, buying a Sega Saturn will get you some pretty interesting games. But, uh, yeah, I, I will agree with George like on the that. pricing of some of those games. They can get pretty uh, pretty out yeah. there. Yeah, sadly. Get a, get a Saturn if you're fucking weird and you really want to play some games. Like, and there's, I mean, the Sega Saturn has a lot of good stuff to offer, and then... Yeah, it does. It, it kind of doesn't at the same time. It just depends nice. on how you look at it. There, it just depends on people's tastes. Like, I don't know. I personally really like Bug. How many people can you honestly recommend Bug to? <laughs> None. Like, I could no find it, I'd buy that, yeah. Why not? I don't, dude. It, it's weird. I played Bug the other day just for fucking funsies, and that was something actually. Just to interject, uh, the guy behind D and uh, Enemy Zero died. Yeah, KG Eno died. Oh Ooh. fuck! And I really liked D and Enemy Zero. Enemy Zero is honestly one of my favorite Sega Saturn games, and it's yeah. one of the weirdest Sega Saturn games because uh, it was a first-person game that like had this really weird mechanic to where uh, you could not, all enemies were invisible. You could only anticipate or kind of defend yourself against enemies through sound. So it just made that game scary as fuck. And it was unrelenting hard. I think I had like really shitty checkpoints too. But it was you can get a copy really for something good. like 30 bucks, which is awesome. It's, it, dude, I highly recommend Enemy Zero to anyone who has a Saturn. If that's like, like that, it's. I don't think it's worth crazy prices, but oh man, it's gonna suck too because I guarantee like the prices for that game are gonna inflate now that KG's gone. How the hell did KG Eno pass away? By the way, he was forty-two. Heart failure. That's oh, it. God. <laughs> the stress of modern Japanese life. Dude, that's garbage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. But yeah, Enemy Zero was really good. But dude, yeah, a Genesis isn't too hard to grab. But just get an Ultimate Genesis collection. Get a Dreamcast, and honestly, if the one thing I could really recommend Saturn for, and I'm and and I need you guys to take this in the spirit, the fact that I'm like, for example, even Andrew, I would consider casual in most regards, but there is some shit on the Saturn that I know he would love, so I could recommend a Saturn to him. Let's just, let's just say James, for example. Other oh, than Albert man. Odyssey, That'd like be hard. Dude, yeah, other than Albert Odyssey, there's like nothing I can really recommend to him on a Saturn. But like everybody, not would, even Estelle. A stall is great, but ah, yeah. I I personally just love a stall. I'm just saying, like the one thing that I think anybody would ever pique their interest over Saturn wise is Knights, and Knights has now been readily available yeah. on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. So yeah, I that, reviewed that. Huh. Yeah, I it, you, you kind of just save yourself the trouble of having to track down a Saturn to like even like check out what all the fuss is about. So yeah, but Dragon Force, man, that's where it's at. Oh god damn! I want that game. Yeah, mm. it's, it's great. Like the Saturn's just the most nichiest and obscure of all the Sega offerings. It feels very got- foreign. Like I've always found that all the games on the Saturn. Like I've played a lot of PlayStation games and Super Nintendo and and you know, whatever, right? But the Sega Saturn, there's something about that system that just feels so, you know, different in a good way. Well, you can take that as you will, and people can relate that whether it's good or bad. So that's. It's a good way of putting it. All right, so we've got our next email here from Jason. Jason writes, hey, PPR. Yo. So I was just listening to the Confession podcast, which uh, wasn't a wise decision <laughs> since I was at the DMV and couldn't help but continuously laugh unbeknownst to the confusion <laughs> of everyone else around me. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, 
I have a confession of my own that I wanted to share that will probably surprise you all. Uh, when I was younger, I was obsessed with Nintendo. Like, unhealthily obsessed. More specifically, with my Super NES. And while every time I would go to school and I had a new game, I would physically take my, my game with me, my Super Nintendo game, and just stare at them by my lonesome when I didn't feel like playing with other kids in recess. Like, I would just fantasize about getting home as soon as possible so I can play them. So anytime I felt glum or I just needed something to cheer me up, I would pull my Super Nintendo game out of my backpack or my pocket, and I would just look and stare at it. Sometimes I even brought the instruction manual so I had something to read when I wasn't paying attention in school. Anyway, it's all creepy, but true. Thanks again for the awesome show, Jason. Yeah, it's you know, I once, I once did that. I used to bring instruction manuals when I was a kid. See... I think the only time I ever did that was um, when I really wanted to get good at Capcom versus SNK and I was like trying to study up <laughs> on the commands and I just like uh, I remember it's the only time I ever really like truly read instruction manuals I took it into the bathroom with me and while I was pooping just uh, practicing for like the big fights at the comic book shop other than that I think the only instruction manuals ever that super stuck out to me and I really really enjoyed weirdly enough are the Donkey Kong Country manuals Huh. They, they had so much personality because literally uh, in every page they would just have Cranky Kong with like a comic bubble that's just talking shit to you. He's even saying at one point like, why are you even reading this? Like, don't hmm. you have something better to do? Like play the expensive ass game you just bought that isn't very good anyway. <laughs> and like, I loved it too because like in the notes section, he even comes in there and like, do people actually fucking use this? Like, have you <laughs> known anybody that's ever written in the memo section of instruction manual? And, like, that's... Dude, and it's just so funny, because, like, every instruction manual you'll see from the last two years, other than, like, Nintendo consoles, have all been, like, three pages long. Yeah, While, or just, like, you know, like a single sheet folded up. Or a single it. sheet, yeah. Because, like, all tutorials now, but a lot of games are hand-me-holds. So. Yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, hilarious uh, instruction manuals, one of my favorites was for Uniracers for the SNES. You ever play that game? I did. I don't remember the uh, manual for it though. Oh man! At the okay, so they do. They have this weird warped sense of humor throughout the entire thing because it's fucking Uniracers and it's weird enough as it is. But uh, at the end of the manual, they're like, "Man, we don't do blank pages. If if there was ever a blank page in a manual, we'd have to fill it up with stuff about like frozen pizzas." Speaking of frozen pizzas, mm. and they just go on <laughs> frozen pizzas for a page and a half. It was amazing. Sweet. Oh, man. It, like new, newer Nintendo manuals. Yeah, it does. Have you ever eaten like now. a defrosted frozen pizza just because like you left it out for too long, forgot about it, and you came back <laughs> and, and didn't like, cook it? And you cook it, just ate it. <laughs> I just did that oh. shit, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. So oh, good. Man. No it's good. Better man, when you no do good. that. I, like, I started doing that with Pizza Pockets. Oh it's man, gross. like fuck, because dude, oh. fuck microwaving pizza pockets. Fucking backward ass survival tactics, man. Come on, <laughs> fuck that, dude. Boiling magma hot ass sauce, just burning the coating of frozen your icicle chunks into fucking nice, awesome, uh, you know, fucking pastry. <laughs> That's fucking gross. Meat uh, pastry. I think the only thing that I could eat cold really is Chef Boyardee. Uh, yeah, I can do that too. I don't eat. I don't eat anything cold because I'm not. Like fucking trapped in a mountain or something. <laughs> like I have a microwave. I have things I can cook these items. I have things at my disposal. You fucking Neanderthal. What's I wrong? can do something about this. <laughs> and you choose not to. 
I don't have to cook things over a bonfire. What the fuck is wrong with you? What what shanty uh, do you live in in 2013, George? Yeah, I know, man. Uh, well. Actually, I, I just bought a a, mic- a uh, new microwave for for Christmas, and I think I was like six oh. years before that my that, that my other one broke, and I just mm. hadn't used it since then. Weird enough, same here. <laughs> people, oh, man. Anyway. Um. Yeah. No. At that least is. That people is come to weird. us for advice. That's terrible. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. That is a weird confession, though. I have. <coughs> I can say that I'm. I'm. Um. A, a bit. Uh. You know. Eccentrically enthusiastic about video games, and I. I have never fucking done what you have done, Jason. So. Um. You know. More power to you. But I'm not gonna judge you. So there's that. I don't know. I don't. It. it, it, it I, I can't. I don't know what to say because Andrew fucking jacked off to EGM. Who? who oh can't... God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, you got me there. Shit. My, right. my comments are null and void. <laughs> anyway, all right, we got this really long ass email. I'm gonna try to summarize it, but uh, it's from Matt Kane. Matt Kane writes, "Hello, PPR team. I wanted to send uh, in my thoughts about episode 69." First, I can't believe you forgot I was such a proponent of Sucker Punched. I love the visuals, cast, and all-around writing, even though I could see how it drew influence from works like Alice in Wonderland. Don't I even remember us talking about Sucker Punch in that fucking... I think op- I do. I don't know who liked it, though. Someone liked it. I love Sucker Punch. Maybe it was you, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I think me and James were talking about it. Yeah, because James likes it, too. Yeah, okay, we did talk about that. See, 69 was, like, two episodes ago. Fucking yeah. ass email. Memories Probably late you, because of how also- big it is. Mm-hmm. Wait, were you dying last episode or the episode before? Last episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because that was Katie was on. Yeah. Anyway, regarding the topic of violence in video games, while you guys had a lot of good points, such as parents being responsible for raising their children or video game makers banding together and forming a governing body, I firmly believe that ultimately things won't change as it comes to non-gaming's world's perception of video games. Lazy media will always lead the attack. Oh, shit, hold on. Lazy media will always lead the attack on violent video games for one reason. It's too damn easy, because as we as gamers are always there to herald the next great game as an experience, well, the experience label is going to come at a price. That price is the cynicism, closed-mindedness of a lazy headline-driven news media, which in turn uses violence to garner ratings, and viewers, which in turn game, uh, garner more advertising dollars. This is a macro problem which requires changes on multiple fronts. Should the game industry band together and develop a governing body and association? Certainly, yes. Not only will it give an internal police force, but it will give the industry a much-needed unified front for awards with the potential weight and prestige as the EGOT Awards. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Oh my god, it's the second time I've seen that term. The only other time I've seen EGOT was in... 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah. That's probably where he got it from. Same goddamn mind frame today, I swear. Uh, yeah. uh, son of a bitch. Anyway, also with the unified gaming industry, uh, think of the focused money to fight off a rabid, intolerant, and lazy group of chicken littles that clamor for sweeping puritanical reforms. Man, this is so long. Why are you... I don't ever write emails this long again. The internal gaming community's meaning is podcasters and gaming fans have to pay attention to the industry and help guide and shape it by our purchasing power or for what gamers we dedicate an on-air time. If we all talk about and support overly graphic bro shooter 33, then what you think will come out within 8 to 12 months' time, overtly graphic bro shooter 34. Look at it this way. Why don't exploding action movies win at the Academy Awards for Best Picture? Because there's no substance and it doesn't advance the quote-unquote art of film, 
We have to do the same thing and think gamers have started to do so, but it hasn't been easy. A lot of accolades are going to The Walking Dead and Journey for good reason, and these are the games that don't need to be remembered because they advance our quote-unquote art form, while overtly a graphic bro shooter 33 and 34 don't. Anyway, um, shit. Again, ultimately, parents are responsible since the lawsuit that resulted in the obliteration of common sense in America, such as McDonald's hot coffee, and the American public is always looking for someone to lay blame on. Oh man, now you're just getting fucking political. Uh, personal go. responsibility is something that should never be avoided. It's not easy to admit when one is wrong, but as it will come to a shock to some of you out there, I'm not perfect. I never was and never will be. Maybe I was taught personal responsibility and accountability is something that's learned at a young age and not something that is easily earned later in life. But my frank opinion, personal responsibility and accountability is one of the traits that differentiate us from the animal kingdom. Sure, as I said, some nasty words like accountability and responsibility, but when it comes down to this moment in time, it's far too easy for people in a lazy media to deflect responsibility on a distant party soapbox. I apologize for a long-winded email, but since I couldn't be a part of the discussion, I hope my thoughts and feedback find the PPR time, uh, PPR team and podcast well. Keep up the great work. Um, Who was that from again? That was from Matthew Kane. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't mind the long email because he makes really valid points. Um, I'm trying to go back in my head what he was saying. Um, you know, I, 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 well, there was a lot there, but I mean, I, I agree with a few of the points, especially the one about like the media, how they'll take, you know, a topic or they'll take a news headline, you know, like video game violence and, and things, you know, violence happening in the real world and then trying to tie it into video games and trying to make it responsible. Um, it's not even violent. I mean, I'll remember uh, one point. It, it was quite honestly one of the most ridiculous fucking things I've ever mm-hmm. seen. But uh, Portal 2 caught a lot of fire in the media for, like, the really tongue-in-cheek, oh, superficious adoption humor. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, and, about like, that. there was adoption. Like, like, as if it was a bad thing and people took offense to it. Hell, it took offense to it, and, like, mm-hmm. Valve came under fire for it. And the humor is so fucking facetious. If I were Valve, I would just be like, really? Like, Yeah, they were. They honestly are, were. What? <laughs> this is this is a thing. This is something that's in the what? news. Why? Not joking. Yeah, it's you know I, I I agree. I think that you know not to get too political or anything like that, but I agree with what he's saying. Like it seems like they'll they'll latch onto something like that to get you know exactly what they get. They get the ratings. They get the buzz. They get the the people talking about it. And like I don't know if I mentioned this before. This is, has nothing to do with what we're talking about and what we do as a podcast. But I remember right after the events of that terrible school shooting. Um, you know, like a week later, there was an attempted shooting at a school um, somewhere else, and uh, the teacher actually talked the kid into giving himself up, and you never heard about it because it you know wasn't something that was good for ratings. They wanted like the the tragedy because that is good for ratings, and you know I, I think that does come under fire, and I think games will come under fire because of that stuff because it, it's happening to kids, and that's kind of the first thing you associate with you know children. Sadly, it's not like the books they read or. You know, the games they were playing. And by games, I mean, like, the Mattel games or something like that. I mean, it is video games. It's a direct, you know, component of their lives. And and it'll come under attack. But as, you know, we get into saying that games are an art form, you know, and we're saying that games have to be taken seriously, like, you're going to have to deal with that kind of, that that lashing out. Like, if we can, if we have to take games seriously, if games are going to be taken seriously, they're going to come under fire a lot. And it's really up to the community. It's up to the industry how they're going to re- react and respond to it. You know, yeah, I think honestly, you, I, don't have the most tactful community either. No, no, because because like the moment that you, you know, address something that they love and enjoy is something bad, or if you attack it, 
you know, especially if you're not educated about it, they get really, really upset and they get really, you know, hurtful. Like, you know, we saw it happen with the Mass Effect scan, you know, the, the whole thing with that and how they attacked the person, their Amazon, you know, listings for their books. Like, they're just very, they, they take offense very personally. Um, and if we're going to be taken seriously, and if the, you know, the art form, the art of games is going to be taken seriously, we have to be able to handle it as, you know, as sophisticated and as responsibly as we can. I mean, and, and sadly, it does kind of fall on the, the community. I think the industry does a pretty good job of, you know, going through that minefield, but it's us as a community that usually falls, you know, pretty short of that. So I think we just have to be a little bit more respectful and a little bit more serious when it comes to that stuff or else they'll, they'll never take games seriously. Um, so, you know, just people have to use tact and just, you know. I will say <laughs> this, that like the uh, the ESRB in comparison to the MPAA, which there's even been documentaries done over like the, the scandalous nature that their practice is involved in when it comes to ratings. ESRB is like one of the most open organizations and communicative organizations and how they treat uh, what they rate and why they rate it and they're like everybody's been incredibly proactive and like the ESRB can only get bigger and better at what they do yeah. so I think mm-hmm. we're definitely it, it but again I mean there are kids that still get into R-rated movies that yeah. may not be and, and they shouldn't be yeah yeah I mean and, and I agree I, I think that you know like, like you mentioned I think there does have to be accountability and there has to be responsibility for what's being viewed by minors and by children you know, but it's not a perfect world. We'll, we'll never really get to that point. But so I think, I mean, for honestly, what's going on in 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 the manner that video games, a big big future, which we'll talk about here in a second, is you know, socialization, which is uh, you know, that was it, it was kind of the uh, antithesis of games for in some aspect, just because of how narrow the, the the whole community and accessibility was. That really did enjoy video games. Video games more like that. That goes all back into my argument of why I think calling someone calling oneself a gamer is incredibly arbitrary. I mean, it's like calling somebody who eats food an eater. Everybody plays games now. I mean, it, it's really arbitrary to try to like dictate yourself to being a gamer over somebody else when, dude, most everything is a game and. That kind of that kind of mentality kind of just closes off the community and the art, the quote unquote art form of everything, being even bigger. So, yeah, I don't know, but uh, great points. Uh, hope you know we might talk about it again at some point. But uh, yeah, violence violence is a big part of anything we do, even even other forms of media. It's just it's essentialized within video games, as I mentioned, because of the interactive component. So, you know. I don't know. I've never felt compelled to jump six feet in the air and crush someone's fucking skull in with, like, my might. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Let's, we'll see what happens. If only we could. <laughs> Dude, if we could. I, I, would. I would I would just... Oh, man, I, would, I wouldn't do it to somebody's skull, though. Like, what, what, would, I, what would I fucking stomp? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, everybody, send in what we should stomp if we could jump six feet in the air. I would love... Like, there we go. And you should send it to the new email, mailbag mm-hmm. at presspodradio.com. You can nice. still also call us at our voicemail at 469-PPR-TALK or just hit us up on the website and the forums. Um, and thank you guys again for like supporting Life Through the Pixel Glass. Uh, we're getting a lot of positive feedback of where that feature's been going. Sorry we can't always stay on top of it. Katie is going to get more involved as it is her feature, but I've been kind of filling in for her. 
and yeah, just everybody's <coughs> shit. Everybody's gonna uh, read. Yeah, everybody's been really enjoying it. So mm-hmm. um, I appreciate Definitely. that. Yeah, just just kind of commenting on that. I, I feel it's it's something that we kind of talked about beginning of the year, but I feel like it has taken on this like you know this this avenue of you know trying to find independent gaming, independent you know a lot of different art forms, not just in games, but things around gaming you know as an industry like you know whether it be like clothing lines uh you know accessories music like it's all tying in really nicely and you know as a fan of of the article and also a fan of independent gaming like it's very good read so yeah keep it up thank you i appreciate that sorry 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 about the you know the fellatio on the microphone but i said yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly there you go Mm. so there you go internet that's my that's how i would give a blowjob if i gave one man so anyway just fucking are you guys lying up like i am <laughs> all right let's let's get to the fucking future topic already select feedback yeah i mentioned the ways you can contact us right mailbag press pause radio 469 ppr talk for our voicemail facebook press pause radio twitter press pause radio website press pause radio.com and our forums fucking fucking go in our forums man i man, i gotta fucking figure that out oh and also check out our streams i'm gonna be streaming like i mentioned some more dead space uh trying to you know finish out that series uh in our limelight features and also fucking star fox and star fox too we're gonna figure all that out i'm just fucking, ugh, streams yeah uh on to the feature topic of the playstation 4 you what i would stomp if i was uh to be able to jump six feet in the air ketchup Everything. packets oh. ketchup packets ketchup really dramatics packets. they have ketchup in canada no they have ketchup ketchup no. ketchup i don't even know where that i think that's a u.s thing i've never seen that up here yeah ketchup yeah. is actually different from, from ketchup it's completely different really it's probably completely gross it's too completely different really? no it's yeah. it's more like um it's like a1 like steak sauce with ketchup and a little bit of arby's shit Gross. in it that's not that bad it's not that uh, bad what, what do you know what do you know i'm not even sure anymore yeah um god you know it is fucking gross though that like it's just gotten worse by the year it is a is a double down god those <laughs> are just fucking i still remember when when fucking sarah ate his first one yeah uh, good times good times yeah. dude was funny try eating a double down in a big mac no, I still have to do the double, 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 but they haven't released the double down again. Was that your thing that you made? Yeah. What? Okay, I, yeah. I did that to top my buddy's uh, fucking I, McOrgy. I got you guys all fucking beat. I ate fucking fish McBites. Don't ever fucking do that. Oh, God. Those I are saw terrible. That. Terrible. Oh, what the fuck is McDonald's thinking? Is it like an April Fool's joke early? It's terrible. Well, and then they do one even further and they fucking hack Burger King's Twitter account to talk about fish bites. <laughs> they oh, fucking man. did fish McBites and the sauces are tartar 
and fucking spicy buffalo. Who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> spicy you buffalo, man. I love spicy with, buffalo. With fish. I would do. I would do spicy buffalo with anything. Yeah, Ugh. you know what? I, I think I'd like that. Ugh. No. But uh, do they do they still have the big uh, big fish mac? No, no, that's not a thing here at all. It's never yeah, they, been. They had thing. like a, or oh. I guess it's a double fillet of fish or something like that. I don't know. Damn it! It's like a double fillet of fish sandwich. I don't think anything awesome. fish has ever been good for McDonald's. Yeah, probably yeah. not. But if we can talk about McDonald's, I might just fucking go there after this so, show and eat. And so I don't want to do that. Confirmed. <laughs> fish, fish will be a part of the PS4. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll come. It'll come it's gonna use that TV dinner technology. It's, that it's was what only when... shown in that Carrot Top movie. That yes. it's gonna be like in Star Trek. They'll, it'll synthesize any food you want, right? Oh, God. In front of hey, you. Did you see that fucking IGN video where they use Leonard Nimoy's uh, laser disc ad to fucking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that was the best. <laughs> I, I, dude, I would lose my shit if a PlayStation. Dude, what year like was that, that from? What year it was, was like, that? From? It was like late 70s that's when laser discs were laser discs really introduced in the 70s holy yes. shit even i didn't know that yeah dude dude laser discs are the shit i love laser discs but they are so <laughs> yeah, obnoxious except I, I for have... you know dragon's lair too yeah but like no i have <laughs> i have quite possibly the most obnoxious home player i have a i have a laser disc dvd vhs combo uh, all all three of them dude and it's amazing and i have a couple movies on uh laser wait, discs, wait, but... wait. So this is one device that plays this is all three things. One device that plays all three things. The f- it was custom made? No, it was a marketed thing. It was a Toshiba. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, really? I, I saw it and I had to buy it. I'm like, That's what? It's so convenient. I want it. And I have <laughs> I have the Terminator uh series on Laserdisc. And then I also have uh and this is so stupid and I've never fucking popped it in, but I also have the Titanic on Laserdisc. Oh god. So <laughs> I could like wait, wait, hold on. How is the visual quality? Really good. It's, is it actually on par with DVD? Yeah, it actually is. It's yeah. really good. Except, like, the thing with Laserdiscs, though, is they have such a small storage. Yeah, and, you gotta flip. Don't yeah, you? you have to. Well, not only did you have to flip, but some of them came with multiple discs. So, for like example, Jurassic Park is a three disc movie, and what? you have to flip the disc. That means in order to finish Jurassic Park on Laserdisc, you have to get up six times to fucking mess with it to finish Jurassic Park. Man. So that's why I haven't even oh, bothered many, with Titanic. Titanic, Titanic, Titanic has seven discs. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! You're <laughs> drowning in fucking discs. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's, that's, that's a fucking iceberg it's, it's, right there. It's this like giant Grateful Dead ass fucking box. <laughs> they're, they're fucking huge and heavy though, aren't they? Like super oh, huge. Oh, they're, yeah, they're giant. Like Laser discs are metal. They're, they're about metal the size. Rim. They're not metal. They're just giant. <laughs> no, <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome, though, wouldn't it? I swear to God, I've seen them with metal rims. Like, not, like, heavy metal or anything. But, like, For, aluminum. When you want to customize when you pimp your fucking laser disc. <laughs> yes. With a wizard. <sighs> just That'd be awesome. Man, this sure got fucking off the rails real quick. So, so, speaking of technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of dead technology. So, Sony... Uh, came out with, I said, uh, on February 20th, Wednesday, last Wednesday, and uh, everybody, as they um, as they came to expect, they talked about the PlayStation 4, and I think they were really in a position where they had to, because Sony's been uh, really floundering as the last couple of years, even though I, I've really supported what they've done. To be honest, like, I know it'll sound crazy, but 
you were to really name like who was my what what platform was essentially my favorite throughout this this generation that's finally coming to an end, I would definitely have to say it's everything that Sony's done as far as yeah. PSP, Vita, and PlayStation Three. I agree. Like, I, I think I think they're a company that will take chances, and I think like even though they don't show it in sales numbers and like the you know the fucking uh, uh and was it NPD stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, I think they take chances and they have a lot of exclusives and they have a lot of things that you don't get from the other platforms at all. Like I'm so I'm big on Sony. And like and like when we actually got this announcement, like I fucking saw it as like them throwing down the gauntlet like in a big way. I and you don't you didn't see the same zealous, overtly confident Sony that just talked about how people want to get a second job just so they can afford <laughs> to buy their fucking machine like yeah. Yeah. you saw you saw a very forward thinking presentation it was, but also think, kind of reserved I, I think they were reserved to the point of like not even showing a concept of the system like shows that they don't want to take you know too many swings right away like they're they're being very smart about what they're doing and what they're announcing they, yeah, they, they sort kinda, of they sort of almost uh, it's sort of almost been like that since 2006 right a little yeah. bit like, like, like once they realized the initial launch of it wasn't really what they wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, I will say this, though, that, like, I, I think that was one of the most forward-thinking presentations ever and, you know, getting mm. down to specs of what it can do. Honestly, just because, you know, I can't understand just all the negativity surrounding the fact that we did not see any uh, representation of the physical console. Whereas, okay, for example... Where we found issues with that with the Wii U, and what the Wii U did, a lot of people didn't understand it because of like the complexity and the presentation of the gamepad. People didn't understand like what what to associate with the gamepad. And this, like Sony, was very adamant and clear that this was a new console. And I I feel as far as branding's concerned, they smartly went with PlayStation Four, which I. You know what? I'm actually stoked about it. And you know what I thought was going to be funny is I thought they were going to go like the Vita route and give it a name just because uh, the number four is bad luck in Japanese culture. So, I, you know, it's really cool that uh, they, they just went with the name brand. It was a smart move. But in the, in the wise words of Justin McElroy, like, who gives a fuck what the system looks like? It Either way, you're not going to be able to fit your dick in it to fuck it. So who cares? Just... <laughs> Fucking, like, they showed the most important aspects, like, what they intend to do with the controller and the camera sensor bar that comes with it. It, it I just really feel that Sony's taken all these notes and has really come to acknowledge just, like, where, what direction video games are heading in to be open accessible. Like, it's just, it was maddening to see, like, these concepts that they took from Microsoft and Nintendo and still turn it and make it their own. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy that. Like, that share functionality... That will be pretty sweet if it if it works right. Be, yeah, yeah. I, they, I, they mentioned that it was like completely YouTube integrated. Yeah, yeah, it's YouTube and Twitch integrated. Uh, well, mean, I don't know if they mentioned that. I think no, it's, it's not Twitch. It's a Ustream. Ustream. Okay, yeah, but yeah. they're like just but, I mean, like, especially for like people that do a lot of video stuff, like our streams and Sayer doing his video work. Like that'll be a really big, I think, a big plus. You know, like. It kind of uh, takes... I don't know that it's I don't know that it's a plus for me because I like to have a certain element of uh, of control when it comes down to the editing process. But I mean, yeah. for the layman, say, oh shit, you got to see this fucking thing that I did in this game. It's gonna blow oh, your mind. Yeah, oh, but for me, for me, I don't want to get into the software and the editing stuff. But I just want people to see what I'm doing. I just hit a button; and it's there. Like that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 
What did I do recently that I thought that, that it would be amazing? It was some game that I was playing. Uh, it was really complex. What was it? It was amazing, though. Like, uh, mm, trying to think of what it was. Something recent. Uh, it'll come to me later. But uh, I, I had wished that I had something that uh, that was able to sort of capture the last so so much of my game, and then allow me to show just how badass I pull it off. Mm-hmm. So one of the more lofty promises, and granted, like I'm taking this with a grain of salt, but I'm, it's honestly one of the more uh, excitable ones. But Sony seemed pretty adamant, and if they can pull it off, it'll definitely be a giant win. Because I've already, from what I've done already with it, and with the PlayStation Three. Uh, the, it could still use some work, but <coughs> shit, excuse me. The um, the concept of doing remote play with yeah. every single PlayStation 4 game on a Vita is like that just sounds amazing. And again, the Vita is slowly becoming one of my favorite handhelds. And it's just it's so it's so fucking bonkers how bad it's doing. But thank God, like that's the one thing, you know, it's funny too, because everybody was talking shit on the event that there's nothing like Vita was completely ignored other than the remote play. That wasn't about the Vita. It was about the PlayStation 4. So there, I I think it's so stupid. But yeah, just the controller itself, like I'll, it's, it's just like looking at the gamepad concept for the first time. I mean, what initially seems kind of obtuse and doesn't seem like it'd be very inviting to play. As I mentioned, the Wii U gamepad's surprisingly ergonomic and feels really good in your hands. So I'm pretty sure like what they've done with the touchscreen will probably be awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people are not fans of the rear pad touchscreen on a Vita. But as far as the actual touchscreen uh, element of the Vita, I really like it. Especially in the games that I've played and used it in. Uh, so uh, applying that to the controller, I'm really interested to see how that goes. And not only that, it kind of opens up... Uh, a market for independent games that use a lot of touchscreen functionality, like anything that we've seen to an iOS or or Android capable level, will like you know be able to find a true home on on the uh, the home console, which I, I'm super digging. There's another announcement I'll get into in a bit that I'm super excited about too, though. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, at first, I was like, well, how are they uh, going to plan to make everything playable on the Vita if the Vita lacks the triggers that the um, that the uh, PS4 controller is going to have, especially if those are analog? Like, they've, got, they've still got travel to them, right? Um, but then, like, I guess you can map it to the back of the touchpad or something like that's that. That's exactly the what side. they're doing. Yeah, but I don't know how they're going to get the analog for the, uh, for the travel on those things because uh, there's travel for a reason. It's not just a button. Well, I think I've never really played a game that that involved pressure sensitivity for the back triggers. Like there's never like I think any any push of it, whether you're like and even then the only pressure sensitivities involved is either a tap or a hold. And you can do both with that touchpad. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure. And, and as far as like the uh, I thought Gran Turismo did, though, because for the gas, right? Uh, not really. I mean, you can. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I don't even think, but even if it did come down to a pressure sensitivity, I'm pretty sure from the top of the touchpad, then slowly running it down the bottom, which may kind of affect control response and ergonomics, but or like again, pushing inwards, I don't know. Yeah, it can. There, there, there's got to be a, a reasonable workaround that I don't really see being too much of an issue. Um, so 
I think the big, like, one of the white elephants in a room that I didn't understand completely uh, was everybody's, like, disappointment over the lack of native backwards compatibility. Which, yeah. to be honest, like... That's still a piss-off, though. Eh, I mean, to be honest with PlayStation Cloud and what they want to do there and the fact that, like, you know, there's nothing stopping you from keeping the PS3 connected. Like, I kind of want to see how they handle... Um, I just don't understand why it can't be backwards compatible because at least with the PS3 games, like PS4, it was at least as far as I know confirmed it's gonna have Blu-ray support. So why couldn't they in theory play PS3 it games? All ha- if it's it all Blu-ray? has to do with the it all has to do with the chipsets though, right? The PS3 runs mm. on a custom chipset, and they're going with uh, more or less stock AMD. Yeah, they're actually PS4. that's a that's a really awesome direction because like again, I mean that, it'll, that really it'll goes... keep it cheaper, right? But and not only will it keep it cheaper, but it's it's a it's a realm of accessibility. I mean, that's something that really yeah. hurt the PlayStation Three this generation, and that's where Sony like was really arrogant in the fact that they the the system's like actual spec uh, architecture was something that can pump out uh, greater performance if utilized right. It was also incredibly foreign and just obtrusive to a lot of developers. And even then, I mean, I mean didn't a lot they? Of the- uh- they even changed the specs of the system as it progressed, right? Like the original systems had a nine core processor. Yeah, they, they kind of. And then they reduced that to five. They changed a lot of what the PlayStation 3 did to work around, like, just the development. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, a big thing that you could definitely tell a difference was uh, in the earlier uh, days of the generation, like, something that wasn't exclusively developed uh, or natively developed for the PlayStation that was developed on a, on a third party multi platform. Uh, because of the open uh, nature of just the uh, the development and debug kits for the 360, developers would just basically pre- finish the product on 360 and just port the the results over you know across through PC and PlayStation 3, and that mm. fucking never worked. I mean, there nope. was always terrible clipping or feet of bugginess or shit that involved the PlayStation 3 version that sadly made it generally one of the weaker versions for example mm. big big offenders mirror's edge uh bayonetta bayonetta on playstation 3 bayonetta yeah that was a bad really one. bad on playstation 3 and so it, just, it didn't work yeah it, no no not at all um I, I do have kind of a theory if we are still talking about like the uh the backwards compatibility and stuff like that like how they're going with like more of like a, a cloud based kind of solution um, so this is the actual quote they pulled from the, uh, from, from the reveal, um, said, uh, um, although PS3 games are not natively supported, uh, it doesn't mean the extensive history of PlayStation games won't be available to users. Um, they didn't mention specifics, but, uh, he claimed the system's cloud service will allow users access to a wide array of past PlayStation titles at a later date. And I remember the stream, they actually said like PS1, PS2, PS3 and, and of course PS4 games, so it kind of takes me back to a a news article they had about a month, maybe maybe month and a half ago. Um, that patent that Sony had put out, and like people got really scared that the you know the patent would mean that it wouldn't play used games because there's like some kind of a lock that they would put on the disc. Do you guys remember hearing about that? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a couple of months ago. Um, there was a patent that came out um, that was issued by you know the patent was 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 uh, through Sony um, that basically would take a disc and once it was played in a console, the disc was tied to that console. There's like some kind of like coding in the disc or something like that that would you know tie it to that system so you could almost like uh, 
in in some of those DS games, remember, uh, like especially with like Pokemon mm-hmm. and Mario Kart, your uh, your game would be tied to your system in terms of online. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to that. So the the the, the real freakout was, oh shit, the PS4 is not going to let you play used games because once you play it, it's tied to your system. That's it. Like you can't trade it in. You can't let someone borrow it. Like you know, unless they like sell a pass or something, then you got pay more money to play that used copy or that used version. So that was the big freak out. Um, what I think maybe that patent might be for is somehow letting you, hopefully I, I, I would think allow you to somehow take like your PS one, your PS two and your PS three games and somehow have it tied to your PS four. Like where, whereas like you put the disc in and it ties that to your system saying, okay, this is yours. You own it. And then like allows you to stream it to your system or download it or do something like that. But that's pretty know. forward I, thinking. I think ultimately, it is, but, but like I don't like this idea of if they're gonna make it, you know. Although it's not backwards compatible, but you're available to get these games. Like I still think there should be something for people that already own those games. I mean, I know it's not a huge deal to have your system still hooked up, but like it, you know, talking about the next generation of systems and the technology that's going to be in play. Like, why is it so difficult to think that we can't have the ability to play games that are out beforehand? Like, why can't it have some of this stuff already incorporated? I just don't like this idea of having to buy these games again, even though I already own them. You know, like just to make it more convenient for me as a gamer. I just, I don't know. I, I would wish that wouldn't be so hard to do, but apparently it must be. But yeah, that, that patent was a real thing. But Sony kind of stepped out in front of it and said, well, you know, we put a bunch of patents out. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to tie into the next thing we're doing. It's just, you know, we put a lot of patents out in case that technology does need to be used or incorporated. We had the patent on it, you know. Um, but that it, was it kind a of big occurs. It kind of occurs to me that uh, as of, well, right now, the only truly backward compatible systems that we have here in the U.S. are the uh, the the Game PS2. Boy line, the DS line, and the PS2. Home console-wise, PS2 is the only one. Yeah. Um, well, no, not the DS. Well, the 3DS can play DS games, and even then, like, the original DS was able to play Game Boy Advance games, but, like... Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's what I said. Like Game Boy and DS line, it, it does it. Could the Wii not play all GameCube games? Were there certain ones that couldn't play? Oh yeah, the Wii. The, well, the original mm-hmm. Wii, the yeah, original exactly. line, the newer ones don't. They took yeah, that, I, took that out of the new one, right? Yeah, so. and I, I know that Xbox wasn't a hundred percent backwards compatible. It was oh, only on yeah, that a good sucks. a good chunk of games. Yeah, um, Barbie Horse Adventure, but not Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, but yeah, but they they did confirm. Well, I don't know if they confirmed, but I remember like. Um, I guess they like talked to Eurogamer like that night, the night of the stream, and they said, um, you know, about used games. That was a big worry for a lot of people is that they couldn't play used games on the system. And I guess they said that. Um, I actually have a quote here. This is all um, compiled from uh, the the actual event. I think, from Eurogamer. Yeah, Eurogamer and also Game uh, Game Informer also has a lot of this posted. Um, so they basically said that. Um, let me see here. Get the actual quote. Uh, okay, it says, we are just now announcing the basic vision and strategy of PS4, and we'll have more information to share regarding used games later this year. But PlayStation has a long history of keeping its gamers happy, and we won't make decisions that damage our relationship with them. So, it's not a confirmation that you'll play used games, but I think it's, you know... It's pretty confident that, yeah, that they're, that they're not going to try to dick over consumers. But just Which means season- that Microsoft will probably do the same thing, because if Microsoft came out of the gate saying... Hey, our new system won't let you play used games. <laughs> okay, see ya. Like, we're going to all get PS4s. Oh, now. Okay, cool. Peace PS4s. Out. Yeah, exactly. And even then, even the Wii U being like most aren't considering it a, a complete contender yet. But I mean, there's a lot that they haven't tapped out of the Wii U. And 
mm-hmm. again, the Wii U still has processing that that still surpasses of the current generation. Like it mm-hmm. has architecture that's greater than that of the PlayStation Three in in some aspect, which makes it really similar to the PlayStation Three in terms of the fact that it has to download so much fucking updates. But um, God, I've always hated that. Yeah, no, I think the, this the we this yeah. this man, like ever since that started happening in systems, I've just been like, fuck off. Why well, do I have to do that? Like, I mean, I look at stuff like the SNES and even the PS2 for that matter, and the updates. I don't know. It just really kills. Well, it for what's me. really cool that I think that I, I really hope they make a standard feature because they are talking about also opening up a premium online service and. Maybe again they'll probably pull that shit, but if it's going to be a premium service that gives you more, you know why not anyway? But thing that I really like about PlayStation Plus, honestly, is any updates for anything that I've done downloads while my PlayStation Three is off, and it, it, it my PlayStation Three will let me know like, hey, there's a system update that just came through, and uh, these recent games that you just played that had updates, we updated them too. Like even games that you own in your library. It'll update them. Like mm-hmm. it, so, it, wait. That happens with the paid service. We, that happens if you have PlayStation Plus. If you That's do not fucking have bullshit. Yeah, if you do not have PlayStation, it should just Plus, be a standard feature. I mean, computers do it all the time, right? Exactly. But who knows how Sony will really, uh, you know, approach that with PlayStation Four? I, what I'm really curious about, and I know a lot of you may not give a shit, but I do. And it was actually one of the things that I like just jumped up in my chair and was like, yes, uh, very shortly afterwards, because then Media Molecule kind of ruined it with stupid nonsense. But <laughs> um, fucking uh, move controllers, move controllers are are a thing that is going to stick around and can be used with the PS4. And they showed like the fucking big meaty meat brick camera. That, that kind of resembles that of like a fucking RoboCop version of the Kinect. And I don't know. I don't even know what they're going to do in that realm. But I'm pretty sure they're not going to try to use Kinect-esque technology. They're going to stick with Move. And as, as far as how well Move works and applying it to a more robust camera, something of that nature, I am I'm fucking stoked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm, know. I mean, even up to now, I haven't given a single fuck about Move. That's that's your fault. Not one, not not <laughs> not one single fuck. I, well, not I, I at least I follow through though. At least I don't abandon things if it's not like the necessarily yeah. the most popular thing. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Course, I, if, I, if I think that media molecule here. thing was cool actually. Yeah, I I like what they like. They show the possibilities of the move, but I mean, like that can technically be done in the architecture the PlayStation Three has. I was just excited that the move is going to be a thing, and hopefully. It's going to be something that's supported more. I mean, even then, Bioshock Infinite coming out, I'm grabbing the PlayStation 3 version because I'm going to use my sharpshooter and I'm going to use the move. And I love, I, I just, there has not been a single bad move game that I played. Well, there's one, but it's not bad. It's just superficial and I, it's not really made for me. And that's the Wonder Book game. But mm-hmm. even then, that technology was still all right. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, it's super picky, though. Fucking, but God, dude, you. You get me going about some iPad. Mm. <sighs> Fucking love my iPad, man. I gotta show you. Gotta show you guys my iPads. But um, yeah, no. E- even all the other silly goddamn move games. I it, it is a feature that I've always heavily endorsed, and the fact that I'm gonna see a continuation of it with technology that I've already 
like have grown comfortable with and like support only being substantially more enhanced for the next generation. I I'm so stoked. I, mm. I really, really hope that like it's it's not I don't know. Sony has definitely shown an attitude towards especially like that that we've seen with the Vita to where they have all these things and yet they don't know what the fuck to do with it. And even though they're like, yeah, no, move is going to stick around. I don't know how relevant that's still going to be. So, mm, you know, fingers crossed me personally anyway. Um, so, yeah. All right. Um, maybe the games. We should totally talk about the games. And w- before we do that. I really want to ask you guys, and again, you got to keep in mind with the uh, stream. I don't know if you guys went back and watched some of the trailers. A lot of people have kind of gone about saying that visually the games do not look next generation. Do you guys feel that way at all? Because I feel like it's like one of the stupidest yeah. things somebody um, can say. I don't know. There's, there's some games that are sort of uh, skirting along the whole it could have been done this generation look. Which game? But I think Please what, throw that at me. Well, the one from Capcom. Like there was, there were some parts that were pretty well polished, but I mean, the character models themselves didn't look especially better. Yeah, deep down, uh, but deep down, seriously, looked like a super early work in progress. So yeah, I can't uh, really. But it, it's kind of like we said, though. I think a lot of this is them being kind of reserved and being kind of, you know not showing their hand right away. I think they want to give people just a taste, but I don't think it's anywhere near what could be possible. I think they're, they're, you know, just not being super flashy right now. Like the thing that bothers me the most about this presentation though, is that there are at least two games that are also going to be on PS3 that they announced there. If you're going to be focusing on PS4, why would you announce stuff that's also going to be on PS3? It well, shows that there's a lot of this- scale back, right? Well, they've done the same thing because there's an investment. They did the exact same thing for PS2 and PS3. And they did the same. Mm. Microsoft did the same thing because it came out so early. A lot of third party games, they weren't necessarily great. But like, for example, um, Tony Hawk's uh, American Underground, Xbox and Xbox 360 gun, Xbox and Xbox 360. Microsoft sort of did the same thing. And I don't. I don't see an issue with it because you got to think. But then you look at those games and they're very close visually, uh, visually speaking. I no, I I won't say that. I think Gun on the 360 is probably the best version you'll find, and if not for the for the super cool achievements. Uh, but here's the thing: at the at the time too, uh, HD TVs weren't especially um, prevalent in uh, in what people had in their homes. Right? That sort of came out in 2006 towards when the PlayStation 3 was coming out. And that's why, of course, there weren't any uh, uh, HDMI outputs on the uh, on the 360 when it first came out. But now everyone's got an HDTV, and right now the limit is 1080p. And so 1080p on a PlayStation 3 and 1080p on the PlayStation 4, if you've got a game that's almost the same thing, is going to look awful similar, don't you feel? Not if you essentially make the best of what the PlayStation 4 can offer. Because, like, in everything that I've seen Watch Dogs, I knew that that it, as far as what they've shown, and again, really put some emphasis on, on that statement, what they've shown, that all looks next generation. I imagine that whatever is coming to PlayStation 3 will definitely be scaled back as opposed to what's been seen in presentation because keep in mind ubisoft revealed it at e3 and then they came on to the the sony conference and they revealed it and 
everything that was shown as far as lighting, structure, animation, that that's that's all next gen tech, guaranteed. Well, how how about Destiny then? Wait, oh, Destiny they've really just shown as far as uh <laughs> what I've seen, just like fucking footage Not a lot like of no, gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of gameplay, sure, but uh, I have a strong feeling that it's going to be held back quite a bit on PS4. Uh, I, I've i never really known Bungie to make concessions. Bungie's really, especially the fact when they've they done the first time they've else. gone multi-platform since, you know, PS2, Pony. probably. Yeah. So, but <sighs> I'm pretty sure if they're, like, they are, they are uh, a company that's reserved in making decisions they feel they're confident enough to make like and for the most part it's worked for them they they have a comfort zone so i feel that if they've uh kind of decided to make this decision which everybody's going to interpret is out of their comfort zone they i mean they have the major backing of like one of the largest publishers in video gaming they they have the talent and the resources i'm i'm pretty sure they're they're gonna live up to the exclusive content that they're promising with the playstation 4 i think if anything the most lukewarm thing that i saw coming out of the games lineup is fucking diablo 3 especially well you know i I think it's not necessarily the fact that diablo 3 is coming to ps4 it's the fact that sony and blizzard have a working relationship that's the real big takeaway from that because this is to be the first time that blizzard's got into the console you know anything in in I don't know probably a couple of decades maybe, not a couple of decades. The last thing maybe, they've maybe. done console wise was actually with uh, Nintendo. They did StarCraft sixty four. Really no, like that they version. did Oni on PS two. No, that that's Bungie. No, that's Bungie. About oh, okay, Blizzard. okay. Blizzard, no, but yeah, but I mean, but that would that would have been what like ninety ninety eight. Oh, really? That far? Okay. I thought it was a little bit sooner than that. Um, yeah, so the, well, but, but even that, then, looking that, at that, that's like 15 years ago. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so about 15 years. But, um, you know, going back just a little bit, not necessarily for the games announced, but, like, I know you're kind of, you know, a lot of people are saying that it's, you know, graphically something that can be done this generation, which I, I think maybe some part of it, yeah. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of that may be able to be accomplished right now. But when you look at the actual hardware specs of the PS4, I mean, like I said, I think they're just being pretty reserved about what they're showing. Um, they've already confirmed it's going to have the ability to uh, put out, I think, 4K for for the video resolution, which I mean, 4K is not even like it's actual, not like, a very wide thing. It's not because the TV. I don't that think it actually display is like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I don't. Like, I don't think they're expensive. to market just yet. No, and I don't necessarily think that's something that you need to worry about right now. But the fact that it can it can do that, um, it, that's. It's kind yeah. of impressive, you know, and um, the actual hardware specs they saw. Um, I have them here, actually. Let me let me read this off real quick. Um, it's got a supercharged PC architecture with an x86 architecture P- CPU and enhanced PC GPU and eight gigs of GDDR5 system memory. Um, so, I mean, I guess the actual system memory, I guess it's like eight times more than what they have in the PS3 currently. Um, 16, actually. Oh, is it 16? Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it, from the original, but like I'm not familiar with x86 architecture. But I mean, it, it uh, sounds it's like AMD. Got, I think that's an eight core processor. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's got a lot going on underneath it. I just don't understand like the mix-ups with like everybody just uh, blasting up out the specs, saying that this can be done because they're talking about how high-end PCs can and like at their highest end can uh, essentially already 
already go ahead and perform to to those standards. You really have to listen to yourself when you say yeah. that. Yeah, but about what developers are actually taking PCs. advantage of that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And not only that, they're high-end PCs. We're talking about a chassis that can do what the PS4 is doing. Will probably run you, even if you're a smart shopper, over a grand. Oh yeah, easy. Over a grand, easy. easy. And you're yeah. getting this in, in only the form a grand. Of a no, no, over, no, no, no. over. It's... Well, you just say a grand, sure, over, but I would say closer Double, to over probably. five grand. No, well, that's if you're fucking dumb when you're well, buying for computer. No, no, if if you're even if you're being smart to get the sort of like if you want 4K resolution and you want stuff to run at a solid frame rate, yeah, you're gonna you're looking at a five thousand dollar rig. Eh. Mm. All right, I, I'm, I'm, we can agree. Either that way, it's that, a lot that of money. It's expensive. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, expensive. Yeah. It's, that's some ducats. Pricey, yeah. Mm. But I think. You know, a lot of people also were very, uh, were, were a bit miffed at the fact that there was no announcement of price, which I wasn't surprised. That's going to be an E3 thing. I mean, the, the, like their their target date for release, which, you know, being as there's already been rumors about this for the last 12 months anyway, so it realistically falls in line. And given the time frame and, and where the generation is in, in, as far as demand and interest is concerned, they're shooting for a November launch. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, like pricing, you know, you want you kind of want to generate as much interest as you can and kind of release pricing closer to launch just so that way, you know, you've already kind of drawn all this investment and following into it leading up to something that might be as a, a, a pretty big blow. But I'm pretty sure, again, that was one of the big falling outs with anybody uh, as far as the PlayStation 3 was concerned was the initial fucking price of entry that that admission of entry was not a dollars yeah yeah, it's not a kind one so Uh, it's not going to be far off though i I imagine it's probably going to launch at about 500 bucks i'm yeah i'm I'm assuming 450 to 500 which you know honestly let me let's look at the wii u we use 300 or 350 and i think with current tech pretty much it's not than that Jesus. Eh, only only marginally come on let's be no, real no we're not we're not being real we're being honest yeah we are well yeah same thing honest it's still marginally only marginally better than ps3 nothing's blown my mind on the week is it a big margin it's a pretty, no a narrow I, margin it's a narrow i think margin. it is i think, I think it's a big margin no i don't believe it is get one just get one talk your shit anyway <laughs> um so you see, you say that, but uh, I'm practically unemployed. So eh. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So now, now if I had money, sure, maybe I would, right? Because three hundred and fifty dollars usually isn't it a big amount? And oh fuck, now I'm the bad guy, uh-huh. buddy. Yeah. See how he does Ooh. that? Fucking misdirection. He's he's God good at that. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I think a lot of the attitudes that that Sony's employing too, I I really enjoy because. I don't know about you guys, but um, I believe it's Genki. Yeah, that that platformer ass looking uh, launch title, like that's that's a genre or either way, like a game as far as triple A triple A publishing is concerned or even development. Something you haven't really seen, especially like first party developed, like something of that nature. I I, just, I don't I don't know. I feel like PlayStation's really trying to reach back and kind of deliver. Instead of more on like the thing, the thing about the PlayStation Three was always tech and always trying to advance that, and just seeing like <laughs> future proofing, nar- yeah, exactly, and just seeing the narrow return on it. 
I think they're when when Andrew's saying they're reserved, I think they're reserving themselves in that aspect. Instead, what they're trying to do is they're taking like this Nintendo philosophy to it, and they're really just trying to deliver like as many different types of experiences as possible. Like Infamous Second Son definitely had a lot of Watchdogs vibe to it, but I don't think if anything, it's just going to focus on you being a, a a super powered individual in an open world that takes a lot of uh, surveillance into account. I don't think it's going to really execute itself in the same manner that Watch Dogs may have. With fire instead of lightning. <clears throat> dude, dude, your your cynicism is just... Come on, man. Come on. Infamous Second Son looks good. Killzone yeah. Shadows Fall. And that was a Fourth fucking... game in the Killzone series, yeah. And that was such a brave move on like Sony's part just because of all the fallout that they're <laughs> still fucking <laughs> they getting. Too. Yeah, yeah right? with Killzone <laughs> 2. Mm-hmm. Even but, Killzone uh, 3 to an extent, I mean, yeah. But no, we're talking about like when Killzone 2 was used as a uh, a promotion factor. For oh, the, yeah, yeah. Three. And the fact yeah, let's not keep... talk about that, but I mean, their sales are terrible anyway. So, or so it seems. Um, But it, it really seemed like somebody was actually controlling and playing what was shown at the conference. So I'm confident what I saw. And even then, you, there there's a certain dynamic that you can see as far as lighting, especially with like... Um, shadow effects that are real-time to baked in. I feel like um, real-time shadow effects are mostly done through CG, whereas in shadow effects and, and lighting are usually done baked in to accentuate details that would make it easier for, for those models to be seen in motion. So that's that's generally like the factor that I use uh, to kind of like differentiate. And I feel like everything they kind of showed was a lot of it was real-time gameplay. Other than the trailers, like... Second Son, I have no idea how that's going to look being played. That was a trailer. Uh, Knack kind of showed a little bit of gameplay in it. And that feel like that seamlessly transitioned. Uh, yeah, Knack, that's what it is. What did I call it? Knacky? No, it's Knack. Anyway. Um, shit, what is that? Old Man Game! Old Man Head Game! I was really excited <laughs> for Old Man Head Game. Uh, they, had, they had one of those for like the PS2 or something, right? I don't know if they really did something weird like that. They did the weird crying baby. That's the only thing that was fucking weird about PS3. No, I said PS2. Oh, I don't know if they did like... I think they had an old man head for PS2. I don't remember the old man head for PS2. I'm going to look it up now. If I find it, it's going on show notes. It's it's an Show notes! But yeah, I don't know. Personally, I, I like like all the different elements that Sony is trying to adapt with the PlayStation 4 and the fact that they're trying to utilize and all these different things that I feel like will cater to a lot of different people. Like there's a there's a big Nintendo philosophy that's kind of being enforced while still trying to deliver some of the same experiences that they've had or they have backed. Um so yeah, Jonathan Blow. How is that for everyone? Mm. God, as soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's it, it's it's always fucking like his games are okay, but he, like, as a person, like he was like what fucking cracking jokes. What was he doing? He was like fucking cracking jokes about explosions and just talking. Yeah, shit on the yeah. I was like, before. fuck off, dude. I've God noticed something it. that comes with Jonathan Blow and from his comments mm-hmm. and everything, even from Indie Game the movie and Alex Navarro kind of pointed out like on Twitter that it's almost impossible to ever hear Jonathan Blow describe or otherwise talk about something without him having a preconceived judgment or insult in comparison to something else. Like the dude always has to rag on something in order to blow up what he feels is a uh, quote unquote relevant or right. 
And I don't know. I finally got to see The Witness in motion. I've never really seen The Witness. And it's funny because people talk about playing it or whatnot. That's missed. It's fucking missed. I, I really want to see what he does with it. But it, it, I played The Witness, you guys. It's missed. It's even on the Jaguar. You can buy it. It's everywhere. Buy it on Steam. Missed. It's everywhere. So, I don't know, but at the same time, it's a kind of a shitty judgment considering what Bla- uh, Braid can uh, be, and I think Braid's an excellent game. But yeah, no, I didn't like his presence there, but it did speak volumes of what Sony was planning to do as far as support on the indie scene, and especially what's been done with that game company and everything. Like, Sony's mm-hmm. been on the ball. I just, I feel like as far as promotion or how they do it, that's another thing. I don't feel like they have the same uh, marketing structure that like Microsoft's been able to employ, or even for that matter, Steam, that kind of generates interest in these kind of games. Like I don't know. Like ugh, there's, I think there's going to be something different. I personally, the one complaint I also take because I hate the new PlayStation Store. Like I, I fucking hate it. And they're kinda... you know what I really hate about it more than anything else that stupid sound when you start it up. <laughs> something about it just gets under right under my skin. Mm-hmm. Shoots a hair right up my ass. You know, I don't even really. Um, do you mean the old PlayStation Store or the new one? No, no, the new one. I hate yeah, that it, sound. it is a weird sound, like <laughs> something weird. It's yeah, <laughs> not good. That's the sound it makes. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, yeah, I haven't really like. It's definitely motivated me to like touch the PlayStation Store less and less, other than me like just checking out what PlayStation Plus has to offer. I just I just hate <laughs> that interface. And I love that. Then they actually give you free money, so you have to go to the store. Oh man, <laughs> there, there's a bunch of people that got like ten dollars or something like the night before the stream, for like no real reason. I don't know. If there's really really any rhyme or reason to that. They just did it. Um, but yeah, they're kind of going with like a Windows eight kind of thing, tiles and like my, ugh, like three. I have Windows eight that. people. It's not not the greatest. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not good. No, I don't like the tiles. Eh, I don't mind them. You know what I like? To be honest, I really like the old. Um, I, I kind of like the old dashboard before it where everything was kind of like juxtaposed at an angle that you kind of moved around. Like, I didn't mind that, but fuck, man, I kind of miss the blades. I wish there were, I want to find somebody out there with an Xbox 360 that still that has happen. fucking blades. I nope. know, just because they've they're playing new games. Now, sure. Unless all they're doing, if they only bought their 360 and all they've ever played on it is Oblivion. And Perfect and Dark then, Zero. Yeah, <laughs> and Perfect Dark Zero. And then they've oh never, never, ever took it on the internet. Then, you know, they're, they're the blades. But fuck, mm-hmm. man, I kind of miss them. I really do. There's just something simple about them that I liked. Um, Shit. But, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm not digging that UI, but I'm sold on the PS4. I think it's safe to say. I think in the direction that are trying to really take things and the, and the social aspect that they're trying to create. Because think about it. Achievements are were like the big thing that kind of like what was lauded as like one of the stupidest fucking most worthless features back when Jay Allard was fucking pitching Xbox 360 and game retailer stores everywhere mm-hmm. uh, quickly become one of the most attractive and magnetic uh, features to appeal to everyone. And it's kind of bolstered like the social bragging uh, architecture involved with like everyone that plays games. I mean, everybody's always had bragging rights when it came to high scores, but they've increased this, like in this tangibility and where achievements can be redone and whatnot and trophies. I mean, what better way than actually show it happen and do so through the, the quickness of the share feature? I mean, 
this is going to be one of those things that I feel like Nintendo and Microsoft will try to play catch up on. And not only that, like there's a lot of smartphone and I uh, or tablet synchronization that's kind of also a lot, a lot taking, of social integration. Yeah, that's kind of taking the smart glass uh, approach. Which, by the way, I, I, I'm hearing that smart glass is actually already out. Yeah, I, it is. You can download it for various uh, iOS and Android devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is anybody use it yet? I don't want to use it. See, the thing I, is, I, is, I have that, it on my iPad. It's it's not. It's okay. I guess smart glass. It, it just sounds like a distraction to me. It's eh. something to distract me from what I'm doing. Well, mm. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how Sony really handles that. But other than that, I'm I'm for one. Uh, I will say that. You know, and I kind of said I threw in my lot with the Wii U, and I'm still supporting it, even though there's a fucking drought of games. I really hope that mm. you know all the everything that we are anticipating comes through relatively soon, um, and there's no delays. Like the the whole Rayman fucking bullshit that happened with that was just garbage. It I I don't you know that kind of also speaks volumes of Ubisoft's like initial preconceived investment in the Wii U, and then you know just after a couple months they're already seeing like a way to kind of you know what let's make this game central to the wii u but at the same time like we are no longer uh showboating the same confidence we did now we want that game readily available for others and to do so we like fuck at least give it an early release like i i i I just don't understand the logic in that decision but regardless i really feel like the playstation 4 has a lot to offer just on these concepts alone and I really like where they're placing their emphasis. And, you know, Drive Club looks pretty sweet. I'm digging Drive Club. I'm digging the launch lineup from what I've seen. I feel like there are things there to play. Um, James really wanted to mention this, though. Uh, and I'm surprised none of us have mentioned it yet. But what the fuck, Square Enix? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It had the best line from the whole fucking thing. Please be excited for E3. Please, please. <laughs> well, no, oh even God. then. I love that they've shown a trailer for what is it? Uh, Agile's philosophy or whatever, like that next gen game. So it was just a tech demo. Well, wasn't it? it wasn't actually a game. It was a tech demo. Yeah, right. it was just yeah. a tech demo. And then the game that they like, no, they showed the tech demo, and then they're like, "Hey, guess what? Final Fantasy is coming to the PS4." No shit. Some kind of Final Fantasy, right? It's probably Final Fantasy fourteen Realm Reborn. No, I I already have a prediction. I, I guarantee it's going to be thirteen verses. No, no, it's verses is dead. God, versus is not dead. They still they it's keep so talking about dead. They'll take like three things from that and make it and put it into fifteen, and then it'll be fifteen. It'll probably <laughs> yeah. If it's fifteen though, I'm just gonna ignore it because who fucking cares about Final Fantasy these days anyway? Let's be real. Mm, I really like I still Final, do. Fa- I still do. Final Fantasy is more or less dead and buried. No, thirteen is actually. You'd be surprised how many people still like thirteen and. <sighs> It was all right, but I mean, it could have been called something else but Final Fantasy. Eh. I mean, that's the reason why Final Fantasy games are still popular because it's named Final Fantasy. That's just it, right? Like, yeah, it's a name only. I know. That, but I know. But like, My... Even even Final Fantasy thirteen three isn't really called Final Fantasy anymore. It's called Lightning, Lightning Returns. Returns. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was I going to say though? Um. No, that that tech demo is actually supposed to be, I believe, a game or maybe Agile's philosophy, but they showed it at last year's. I believe they showed it at a Gamescom and an E3. So the fact that they just showed, showed it again, yeah, yeah, the fact that and people are like, "There's again. no way that's uh, that's this generation. It's got to be next generation." Yeah, I don't know that. It was just so funny to me. Like they're 
they're a, they essentially came out to announce an announcement. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's pretty movie. meta. Yeah. You know what though? I'm I'm making my fucking prediction here. Versus thirteen will be the next generation cameo. No. It's exactly what it's gonna be. It's no. gonna be because it's gonna it's gonna be the fucking game that jumps ship three times, or in this case twice, <laughs> and then finally fucking comes out. And yeah, <coughs> I think it's over. I think it's done. No, I it's think it's just for... like people that are still clamoring for a, an HD Final Fantasy VII. That's not gonna happen either. Or for people that still want Last Guardian to come out, just let it go. Oh my god, Last <laughs> I, 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 is dead. That that I've, has I, got to be dead. I've made my peace. Well, now. Sony actually officially came out and said they're they'll put it out when they're ready, or like when when it's time for them to put it out, or some stupid line. That I, I, I've will given be up. Dead before it comes out, I've given up. I don't. I don't even care anymore, guys. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Sony. I don't know. Uh, what, are, what, are you, what are your fucking thoughts on it, though? Are you guys sold on the PlayStation Four and what it what it promises to do? I'm. I'm super optimistic. I mean, I'm excited about it. I think if, if they release it at a good price point, and by good, I mean, like, I'd love to see it come out at 400 I doubt it'll happen, but if it did, it'd be a really good holiday. Like, I, I just think it has a lot of potential, and, I, and I, I like how they handled themselves very well as a company. They weren't flashy. They weren't, you know, boasting. They weren't, like, they were very reserved, like I said. Like, I think that's a good way to handle it. And, you know, and they know they have a lot to lose, but they also do have a lot to gain. I think if they come out in this new generation on top, that'll speak volumes for them throughout the generation's life. Like I, I really feel like if they can play their cards right, I, I think. It, I mean, Xbox I think does have a lot to live up to. You know, I, I think Xbox is kind of going for me at least, kind of down a path I don't necessarily like. I mean, granted, I like their games, but a lot of this stuff is multi-platform now. So really, the exclusives they have just aren't really selling me on the system anymore. The Destiny coup, like it's kind of got a reverse effect. Remember when PlayStation Three had garnered all these exclusives and they yeah. slowly started appearing? Like Assassin's Creed was the first big loss. Yeah. And then after Assassin's Creed uh, was Virtual Fighter Five, and then after Virtual Fighter Five, Grand Theft Auto Four, and then slowly but surely, like PlayStation Three had hardly anything other than first party. Like yeah. third party exclusives. Ace Combat almost, Six went exclusive uh, to Xbox. Yeah, like third that was party. The first ex- time ever, actually, that it left PlayStation. Yeah, and it's just I I feel like I, I really do feel like they threw down the gauntlet. Like they're like, okay, like this is what we're doing, and this is only a, a fraction of what we're going to be doing. Like, what do you have? And as long I, as I, I don't I, have to pay uh, something to get access to Netflix. It sounds like that's going to be the case. I mean, I think you know they've kind of incorporated that. Plus, is a separate subscription-based model, but it is beneficial. Um, I, I think they'll still make online, you know, a thing that's not anything yet to pay for. Um, I hope. I mean, if they do that, I think they got a big head head up on. No, they, that's on exactly Xbox. what they mentioned. They're they're stating yeah. that there's going to be a lot of features though that are. I think they're going to kind of take like a season pass route and be like, here, like you get the or. Or a silver route, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to what 360 did, silver to gold. Maybe, and, yeah. But where silver know, we'll silver was incredibly we're gonna, limited. We're going to give you a feature that you can use without paying a single penny on your computer, and you're going to have to pay us to use it on the PlayStation 4. Will they really do that? <sighs> I mean, Microsoft that's, that's, did that, and I'm like, fuck you, Microsoft. It, that's a direction, you know, that... It's a if direction that happens, that's then I don't know. But sadly, sadly, you're, you're kind of in the minority of that, though, because a lot of people have 
kind of decide with their money and they say, well, I don't mind paying for Xbox Live Gold because I get all this stuff. And now that people are doing that, they know they got them and they'll never they'll never drop it. Well, those I mean, are, I, I think Sony was always Sony. A lot of, those are people that play a lot of online online that's stuff. True. Right? I don't that's play true. a lot of multiplayer. I don't fucking yeah. care for them. Like I said, that I mean, that's, that kind of puts you in the minority in a lot of this. But I think Sony has always been known as that system that doesn't charge you to play online. So if they want to have any kind of like you know jump on the rest of the competition i think they need to keep that it's one of the driving and, forces and they've on already alluded they've already alluded to the fact that they will so mm-hmm. i mean they again they they did try to make a distinction as far as what premium service entails and whatnot i will make this prediction right now though i believe the sharing functionality will be incredibly limited if if like people are not on board with premium because that's playstation plus is got such a it's got such a devil may care uh, adaption to it to where it enhances, but I mean, there there people don't really see the full benefits of it yet. It's such it's such a casual thing to where Xbox Live Gold, I mean, is such a central part of the Xbox experience. I mean, to have yeah. a 360 without gold kind of limits what you do with it uh, socially and online. So I kind of feel like that share functionality is going to be fucking gimped unless you're you're on board with Plus. And if they can continue what they're already doing with Plus, yeah. Oh yeah, Andrew's it's right. I won't. Yeah, I won't mind. I will spend the money. I mean, in this, you know, people are kind of complaining about cost. But I mean, if you look back and kind of, I mean, we talked about it a long time ago when we talked about the pricing pyramid structure of video games and where it's gone. I mean, video games are only getting more and more expensive. They're 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 seeing less and less returns on them. Like the like the PlayStation Three was a huge loss investment wise, and and just overall like all the maintenance and all the fucking tragedy that really struck them throughout this generation concerning the PlayStation Three, and then more so it's been kind of transferred over to the Vita. I mean, I guarantee that video games won't even be sixty dollars at this point. There, we're probably going to see higher price points for them still, and that's where you know there's a focus put on casual gaming with indie development because indie so games we're going back to 70 bucks then eh? i predict that i predict that like I can see that. Yeah. and you know what like this has never been like this has always been an expensive hobby i you know the the the, the fucking like such apprehension that's put around pricing i mean any any hobby especially de- with dedicated media it it only gets more expensive and even then like I don't know if development's just doing it wrong, but like, take a look at Visual Studios and EA, for example. Dead Space 3, in order to be consider, uh, considered a commercial success, I mean, success, meaning we just we just plotted over the margin to where now this game's become profitable, they needed to have 60 million units sold. 60 million. Mm. What are you fucking doing to develop your game to where that is your profit projection. That is the margin of success and anything below it is considered a failure. There's got to be something you're fucking doing wrong. But the truth is, they're not. It's just the changing ways of studio development and the adaption, especially with new tech being done. I mean, it. I don't... I, I just it, Everything's going to be a bit more expensive and microtransactions are not going away. I, no, I also see the free play model like only getting bigger in the console realm. Yeah, I can see more Assurance Wraths on the horizon at that rate. <laughs> I you know what? The game is so good though. It just it doesn't really piss me off as much. It, it did at first, but then I they bought put, it. They put they put Ryu in it. Come on. 
Yeah, but he's talking about yeah, the fact that you it just has to drop another without fly- buying. Yeah, stuff. yeah, you can't, I and know, that's fucking stupid. But mm-hmm. you know, if it drops down to fourteen ninety nine, and it should within this year, I might pick it up at that price. Yeah, but I I'm personally sold on it, and yeah, yeah I mean Andrew sounds like he's sold on it. I don't know I'm about optimistic. You. Yeah, we'll see what they okay, do about well, price. Here's the big thing, right? And this is a, an issue with every piece of Sony hardware: reliability. Because ninety percent of the original PlayStation threes are gone; they don't work. Well, so so are so a lot are of the, the Xboxes. Yeah. They were even worse. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But you know, all of the PlayStation, a lot of the PlayStation twos when they first came out, don't work. A lot mm. of the PlayStation ones when they came out don't work. And this is within their lifetime, right? They've they've stopped functioning, and they need a, a replacement up until maybe about two or three years in. When they finally, quote unquote, perfected the technology. That's why there are so many different model numbers on the back of the systems. Uh, even the PlayStation Portable had really big issues. Dead pixels. Yeah, big issues. And uh, even the Vita to a certain extent, right? With dead pixels particularly. But we'll have to see oh, what happens dude, because fuck. it's still fairly new. I don't have any dead pixels on mine. Motherfucker, don't you jinx me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the PlayStation 4, I fully expect the the first batch of PlayStation 4s to be completely bunk. Or nearly completely bunk. Within the first two years. Mm, I don't know, but Sony's always been really good about their warranty. About that. I, I would definitely wait until the second ver- uh, version. Because not only will it be less expensive, in theory, uh, but it'll be a, a, lot safe, uh, a much safer buy in terms of reliability. But unless you get that junky ass PlayStation Three remodeled, God, I hate that third version so much. You have no idea. Yeah, I love- the Super Slim is fucking cheap as shit. Yeah, no, dude, I love my Slim. Oh. That's the best one out of the three. If you could find a fucking Slim, get a Slim. Yeah. Oh, I love, I, I love that matte finish at the top too. That's the best. Delicious. Oh, so good. Anyway, yeah. All right. But, yeah, five hundred bucks. It's gonna be a hard sell for me. You know what? Dude, that's what the 360 yeah. though came out at. The 360 yeah, came out at 400 buy, and 450. I didn't buy a 360 for 400 bucks though. That's the thing. I bought it for much less because I waited two years. Yeah. See, I don't. I and mean, I it's just a matter fuck. of adoption, though. <laughs> it's a matter of adoption, but I'm pretty sure, like, with we've been in this generation for almost fucking. We've been in it for seven years. That's the longest console cycle ever. People are ready. They like I know there's this apprehension put around the price, which as I mentioned, I don't I don't really logically see the apprehension considering the hobby itself is an expensive one in its own right. So fucking you I don't I mean, so much people, mind the price. I just mind the reliability of first uh, generation hardware. It's fucking shit. It has been for thirteen years. Well, I think that's I'm honestly gonna go out on a limb and say that is a consideration, especially considering that that was a huge issue for the first two years from, uh, you know, I I don't really remember a lot of PlayStation 3s having a big fail rate other than the yellow light of death. I mean, the the red light of death. The fail rate took a bit of time, like three or four years into it, they all started dropping down, right? Especially the 60s. But The the 60s themselves were just fucking, you you can't find a a backwards compat uh, system that isn't going to fail. The, but the red rings of death was like one of the biggest things people will take out of that last, uh, out of this most recent generation going into the new one, and I'm pretty sure that's that's a consideration. So I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not so much looking at that, but I think after so long and people wanting this to happen, I mean, most people just bought the Wii U because it was new. 
look at the Ouya. The Ouya got as much support as it did just because it's new. It's a new console offering new something. New so, concept. Yeah, so, exactly. So, I, I mean, that, yeah. I, I really feel that the adoption rate is actually going to be generous. And, like, Sony's banking on that. They're banking on the fact that they were first to announce theirs and come, become public with it. And, I mean, now you can't go anywhere within the last week without seeing PlayStation 4 something somewhere. So... Mm. Yeah, they've been like they've been aggressive in their online ads, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm confident in the direction, and I'm I'm gonna fucking go on a limb and say I'm even more confident in the execution or, or the results of what may be. I feel like Sony's put some thought into this one. So yeah, I, I honestly say it's it's Microsoft's move, you know, and we'll see what they have to announce and see what's up their sleeve. If it's not close to what Sony's offering, I'm probably gonna jump on Sony's train. I, I just feel like, like I said, like the, the amount of exclusive titles for either system doesn't justify a system purchase for me anymore. So, you know, the features that that they're announcing or saying that will come with PS4 are really enticing to me. So, yeah, I mean, Microsoft has a lot to, you know, hopefully overcome. And and if they do, man, it's gonna be an interesting generation of consoles. That's for sure. And, and, you know, even with Nintendo not really maybe realizing or really, you know, putting out their full potential just yet, it's, I don't know, well, let's see what happens. Well, uh, I, I say episode in. You guys say episode yeah. in? Oh, yeah. Episode in. All right. So if you like what you listened on Press Pause Radio episode 71, you can comment, rate, uh, on our website, or more importantly, review us on iTunes and check us out on Stitcher Radio. If you have a Stitcher Radio app or a St- you are a Stitcher Radio member, we are a part of their illustrious service as well. Um, you can definitely download us directly from the website and subscribe, more importantly, on iTunes. Check us out there. Also, again, we would love to grow our community more. It was really awesome to see a lot of different people to stop in and out of yesterday's stream and just check us out. That's awesome. We would love... To grow that fucking growth, just mm, just get that meat. So definitely come uh, come in, stop by, and check it out. And uh, we've got some new streams on the way. Uh, been talking up some games clubs that are going to be a possibility. Uh, Bullet Heaven's still going strong with its PC Tension uh, event, covering all the PC Engine hits or or not so much hits <laughs> and misses and and misses. And uh, yeah, no, we've we've got a lot coming up, and you know, got with kind Mark- of a neat one coming up soon. Hopefully, I need to get it filmed though, but uh, it's been kind of interesting around here. Um, and then, <coughs> shit, um, I still kind of got that cough. It sucks. Um, yeah, it's still floating around, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got PAX East and GDC coming up, so uh, we're gonna also prepare for that uh, shortly, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Be sure to look and be on the lookout for that. They're not. Um, I don't know. I mean, we had. I don't think we had much else to really prepare to talk about. Oh, Game Fest, Blacklight. We're we're gonna we're gonna find a schedule for that. We're gonna be on top of that. I promise yeah. you guys. Yeah, I'd say just keep eyes on the Steam group and, and, the and maybe and maybe check the site and check our, our Twitter and Facebook and we'll we'll update that really soon with when we're always check on. the site. I mean, we've just recently show. we dropped our Revengeance review. Uh, we dropped uh, our Runner 2 review, Annie Chamber. Uh, next week, we'll be dropping Corpse Bride. Or no, not Corpse Bride. Fucking Corpse Party. 
Corpse Party, thank you. Corpse Party is that shitty Tim Burton movie. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, we we still got some reviews. We're also going to be reviewing Tomb Raider, Mirrors of Fate. Um, definitely doing some features. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to do something where we we're going to talk about some mobile games that get overlooked. I mean, we're we're still trying to do as much as we can. So always be sure to look out on the site. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, fan us on Facebook and yeah for those who emailed I mean I'm gonna send one of those fucking people uh, Steam version of Kentucky Route Zero which uh, Andrew reviewed and loved it's awesome yep you'll enjoy it did you know by the way as I was working around you're one of the top Google results you're uh, the review for Kentucky Route Zero bullshit really go Google the fuck out awesome and then the next Google search I'll find is dude jerked off to EGM (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> put it out there in the internet man i don't even care anymore <laughs> there you go so uh Excellent. yeah uh awkward what uh, anything else we can talk about <laughs> no let's go away before it gets even worse <laughs> yeah all right this is george boy's axe toast and i do bad things to magazines and sarah and i don't know i don't have any sort of a witty outro so <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah there you go that's a great follow-up fucking pretty good. much <laughs> love your magazines and fucking kiss your little sisters good night everyone wow the sister thing was going a little too far little yeah. sisters like you know they're fucking no i'm saying like little little sisters that's bad no they're it's not good they're assholes <laughs> hey.